Hello, and welcome to it. Let's be heard for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, here we are, midweek, midweek. Um, you know, I alluded to, I'm going to get right into it today. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, I alluded to the story yesterday, for those who listened yesterday, and it's it basically has to do with the left-wing vendetta against Elon Musk. And here in San Francisco, you know, Elon Musk has now exposed and will continue to expose. I'm just waiting for that new drop. Where's that new, where's that new drop, Elon? I need a new drop. Um, exposed how the people working at Twitter, most of them San Francisco residents, or Bay Area residents, and 99% of them given to Democratic causes, you know, Democrats, he's exposed them for the frauds they were, the collusion with big government and big pharma and all that. Well, the, the big pharma collusion will be proven soon, but we saw the, the collusion with big government with the Hunter Biden story to censor it. And basically, you know, censoring anyone on the right. Um, and so Elon Musk exposed them and expose San Francisco for what it really is. So now we're getting this incredible left-wing vendetta against him. Remember, though, remember, before we talk about the left-wing vendetta, not just the left-wing citizens or left-wing politicians, but also, of course, the left-wing DNC-owned media. Now, Elon Musk exposed that Twitter was owned by the DNC, but we've known for a long, long time, decades and decades, that the mainstream media, but 90 to 95 percent of what you watch on television and listen to on radio is also owned by the DNC. Uh, remember, before, before we talk about this vendetta, I'll read the story that was written today. Uh, it was written in the Chronicle, I believe, and now this is for the Fox News. Um, these are the same people who loved Elon Musk when he was developing these electric cars, right? He was a hero. He was simply, this time last year, he was a hero to the left for for his electric car production, all right? He's a grow, he's a billionaire, but he's into the Green New Deal and green energy and electric cars and not relying on fossil fuels. What a genius, what a hero he is. <clears throat> well, of course, now they hate him. So, you know, of course, they're just hypocrites. But what happened now is uh, the city of San Francisco is opening up an investigation into his headquarters. In fact, they're setting up a site inspection of Twitter after reports of offices converted to bedrooms. Now, I had mentioned this yesterday also on this show, that when I was working in radio in New York, sometimes we'd have, I'd work the late shift a lot. I was a young guy, and I was working, I'd work, you know, midnight, eight in the morning. Then sometimes I would stay on, and maybe I'd have a few hours in between. I'd take on someone else's afternoon shift or whatever, and we had a green room with a nice, comfortable couch. Certainly wasn't a bedroom. Certainly wasn't a nice, comfortable bed, but it was a couch. And every once in a while, we'd sleep on that couch if we didn't want to go all the way home. Many of us could not afford to live in Manhattan. Just like I I'm guessing there are people on Twitter who can't afford to live in San Francisco. It's so damn expensive that they live out in the East Bay. So we'd sleep on that couch. We'd sleep on the couch, okay? And this happens not only in the business I was in, but in many businesses. And uh, so what Elon Musk is doing, apparently, is he's set up rooms with nice, comfortable beds that people can sleep in if they're working a long shift or if they have two shifts that are close to each other and they only have a few hours in between and they don't want to go home. 
They don't want to drive all the way home and then drive all the way back. By the time you drive home and then you have to drive back, you probably only have a couple of hours to sleep. So he has converted the report that he's converted these uh, some offices into bedrooms. Now remember something. These offices, before they were converted into bedrooms, were offices probably with couches where people slept anyway. So understand that. People sleep in their offices. They do. People sleep in their offices all the time. If they're working late, if they don't want to go home, if they want to just catch a nap, they sleep in their offices all the time, especially these nice, cushy tech offices, which have nice, cushy beds and couches, okay? So the city of San Francisco is just up in arms over this. Up in arms that he's actually converting them, the offices, into much more comfortable bedrooms, okay? Twitter owner Elon Musk fumed that San Francisco Mayor London breed after the city opened investigations at a company's headquarters. The San Francisco Department of Building Inspection is launching an investigation into Twitter over reports the tech company has converted several office rooms into bedrooms for employees, according to Q KQED supervising senior editor Ted Goldberg. The department, in comment to KQED, said it's reaching out to building management to set up a site inspection and needs to make sure the building is being used as intended. Responding to Goldberg's tweet about the story, Musk tagged Breed and linked to an article from the San Francisco Chronicle about a baby's reported fentanyl overdose on a city playground. So the city of San Francisco attacks companies providing beds for tired employees instead of making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. Where are your priorities, London Breed, Musk wrote. Several of the prominent Twitter users also slammed San Francisco for opening the investigation with some wondering whether Musk would move his company out of California. Hey, hey, every other company's moved out of California, so why don't they just make Twitter move out of California? Reporter Tatania Pasalek, quoting David Radcliffe, Google's vice president of real estate and workplace services, said that no workplace is complete without a nap pod. Looks like we need cops to investigate more than just Elon. Workers' rights must not be violated, she added, linking to a news article. You can nap on the job at these 10 companies. The article included several high-profile companies, including Uber and Nike. People who have worked in tech for years are reading this thinking, wait, sleeping in your office isn't allowed? Redwood City Mayor Gazelle Hal chimed in. Caitlin Jenner, whose own businesses in California for decades, called it the worst state for labor laws. Sorry, it's a pop-up. Ridiculous. Nap rest spaces are incredible benefits to employees and not uncommon. Exactly. Uh, worst state ever for labor laws, Jenner tweeted. The story that Musk had outfitted Twitter's headquarters with bedrooms for employees was originally broken by Cyrus Favar and Catherine Schwab of Forbes on Monday. Elon Musk's extreme hardcore vision for Twitter seems to have manifested itself in sad little conference room sleeping quarters at the company's recently depopulated headquarters, Faravar and Schwab wrote. The rooms allegedly featured unmade mattresses, drab curtains, and large conference room monitors. Oh my god! The outlet withheld the name of the source of a fear of reprisal. The next day, San Francisco opened the fear of reprisal. Fear of rep I guess Elon Musk doesn't need to be fearful of reprisal, huh? So, obviously, as Caitlyn Jenner points out, this is a normal thing. This isn't abnormal at all. It's not abnormal at all, okay? And uh, I can tell you that, once again, just like I, my own personal experience, and these people here in tech jobs are not making $5 an hour, okay? They're making really good money. They're making extremely good money. 
This isn't like slave labor where they're making $5 an hour and they're forced to work overtime. And they, it's, it's ridiculous. These people are very wealthy. But it's such an expensive city, San Francisco, just like New York is a very expensive city, that sometimes people would rather not have to drive all the way home 5, 10 miles, wherever they may live in. You know, in New York, people lived in Queens. I lived in Brooklyn. Here they live in, like, uh, you know, Oakland and uh, Walnut Creek and so on and so forth. So Elon Musk is simply providing providing couches for them, providing sleeping spaces to be like a nice guy because he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that at all. He could simply say, sleep on your couch, it, it, which is the way it is in most businesses. Sleep on your couch in your office. You see, these people have offices. Slave laborers don't have, slave laborers don't have offices, okay, <laughs> with computers and couches and love seats and chairs like these people do. But he's being nice and saying, why don't we convert some of these rooms? Because I'm sure they have more offices now than employees. Because I guess a third, no, what, what uh, half the workforce there was laid off. So I'm sure they have a lot of space, a lot of open, empty space. So Elon Musk is simply saying, well, let's take some of these empty offices and convert them into nice bedrooms. So instead of you having to sleep on your couch, if you choose to sleep on your couch, instead of driving home, you could sleep in a nice bedroom. It's absolutely insane. This is absolutely not, not only now Elon Musk rightfully points out, rightfully points out that the city seems to be concerned about him and his headquarters and not about fentanyl on the street, not about children, 10-month-old children overdosing on fentanyl because they find them laying in the park. So this, you know, it's called like, you know, uh, simply put, simply put, they're full of shit here. The politicians here are full of shit. And this is obviously a vendetta. Once again, I, I guarantee you Mark Zuckerberg has people sleeping at Facebook on their couches. And there's been never any talk about inspecting Facebook. I bet you it happens at Google. Yet there's never been any talk about, you know, inspecting Google. So the priorities are all fucked up. Now, I bring up something that's even more apropos here, which is that New San Francisco has all these vacant buildings, buildings with vacant units, while we also have the worst homeless problem in the fucking world. Yet the only time you hear about these vacant units and the city cracking down on these vacant units is when they run for office. It's election time. They talk all the time about vacant units. We're going to crack down. We're going to fine. We're going to this thing. And then the election's over and the Democrats win as always. And there's never any talk about it until the next election. Once again, this really shows how full of shit. They weren't doing something that's really worthwhile. They had to crack down on these, app, these vacant units that are going unused. With wealthy people buying these vacant units, are they not using them? We're using them for Airbnb purposes. And while we have the worst homeless population in the world, not just the country, in the world. Once again, priorities, things that actually matter. Things that actually matter. Once again, you don't hear people at Twitter complaining about sleeping in those bedrooms. These, these complaints have not come from people working at Twitter. They've come from people outside Twitter who have this incredibly ridiculous vendetta against a guy who cares about free speech. The guy cares about free speech, and Democrats hate free speech, so they want to destroy him any way they can. They want to sully him. And so this is their latest effort in, in trying to sully him. Now, this is after he fired lawyer James Baker. 
Now, this James, there are a lot of James Bakers in politics, aren't there? This, this isn't the, this isn't the Jim Baker of the, you know, the Reagan and Bush era. This is, this is a guy named James Baker who was a lawyer who was actually had some very shady jobs before he was at Twitter and, uh, uh dealing with the uh, FBI. And then he was hired at Twitter. Was, they hired this guy who really had the shady background. Why they hired him to begin with, uh, became very obvious because the guy is really good at like getting rid of evidence. The guy is really good at getting rid of evidence. So he got rid of all this evidence that showed that Twitter was doing this. He flushed a lot of it before Musk could even get to it. And also while they were compiling this data that we saw the Matt Taibbi dump, Baker was actually intercepting a lot of it and cleaning it up and getting rid of a lot of stuff. They believe he may have gotten rid of stuff that showed primarily because he was connected with the FBI in the past, that the FBI, that the FBI colluded with the people at Twitter with big tech to censor the Hunter Biden story. And so now they're also also delaying this new dump because they need to find out what this guy got his hands on. And so they're trying to go through it and disseminate and decide what, what, what this guy got his hands on, if they can recover some of it. So this guy was a total disaster, James Baker. And he was basically put at Twitter to be the censor, the head censor there, to censor the left, to, sorry, to censor the right, and to help the DNC. And so he fired James Baker. So he fires James Baker, and not all this happens where the city is cracking down on his, his bedrooms that he's put at Twitter for people. It's absolutely insane, folks. It really is. And once again, this is why people hate the left. You have real problems here in San Francisco. So if you were to prioritize the problems, if you would even consider that this bedrooms at Twitter thing is an issue, which is not, where would you put it in the list of things to do if you were the San Francisco government, if you ran San Francisco, if you were part of the mechanic that ran this city, where would you put that? Let's see. Um, let me think. Let me think. We have uh, the worst homeless problem in the world. We have fentanyl killing young kids. We have 10-month-olds overdosing on fentanyl because they find it in the park, and I guess they put it in their mouth. We have people shitting and, 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 and uh, pissing all over the streets. We have people robbing stores left and right. No prosecutions. We have all this going on. We have small businesses that <clears throat> had to close because of the lockdowns and crime. And so the priority, that all these things aren't taken care of. I can see if all these things were taken care of. All these things are not taken care of, and they're all getting worse. What they focus on, they focus on inspecting, inspecting Twitter headquarters because Elon Musk is putting comfortable beds in offices. And that's where we are here. And that's where we are here. Once again, from the people who just a year ago kissed his ass incessantly because of his electric cars. They couldn't stop talking about him. I, I remember my friends on the left. I didn't even know who the fuck the guy was. And they said, oh, he, this Elon Musk is, is pretty good for a billionaire. Said, what do you mean? Said, well, you know, the Tesla with the electric cars. I mean, this guy is really uh, looking at, at the future, at the Green New Deal, at, at, uh, at you know, stopping our dependence on fossil fuels. They, they couldn't stop fawning over him. <clears throat> they couldn't stop fawning over him. But once he forayed into the First Amendment, into the things they hate, like the Constitution, once they, once he forayed into that, once he exposed, remember, if he had, if this was collusion between the Trump campaign and 
big tech. Let's say Twitter was not based in San Francisco and wasn't run by a bunch of wacky lefties. North, I'll get to you. Don't worry. Don't, don't be impatient. I'm just finishing my, my monologue. And uh, he, there he goes. There he go. With that, he leaves. Anyway, so um, the whole idea here is that if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump had been colluding, let's say Twitter was based in, I don't know, Montgomery, Alabama, and was run by 99% right-wingers, <clears throat> and they were censoring the left. And there was a story about Donald Trump's son, Eric Trump, Don Trump Jr., Lara, whoever, that had something similar to Hunter Biden. And the Donald Trump campaign or the Donald Trump administration were colluding with them to censor you know, Donald Trump was writing emails, get rid of this, get rid of that. And they were doing it. Could you imagine? And Elon Musk had uncovered that, had bought Twitter in Alabama and uncovered all this stuff. Could you imagine? He would be the ultimate hero of the left. Here's the, here's the Green New Deal car guy also exposing this incredible corruption, this, these incredible First Amendment free speech violations by the Republicans and Donald Trump. He'd be a hero. But no, once again, if when the Democrats do it, when the Democrats do something illicit and nefarious, it's okay because they're Democrats, you see. They're the left. They're the loving, adoring, kumbaya left. And they have every right to do that, you see. They have every right to do that. And once again, it hurts the right. It hurts Trump. Everything goes back to Trump. Everything goes back to Trump derangement syndrome, right? Especially the Hunter Biden story. I mean, hell. That won Biden the election. So it was fine. See, the Democrats feel because it won Biden the election and it ended Donald Trump's regime, it was okay. That's what it comes down to. They're not going to say that. They say oh, it was no big deal because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But they could simply say, we wanted to get rid of Trump, and this helped us get rid of Trump. We ain't apologizing for it. I have much more respect for them. If they said we play hardball and that's what we did because we hate Trump so much. But of course, they'll never admit to that. But that's what it comes down to. Remember, if this were Donald Trump doing this, the left would be going absolutely insane. They would want him in jail tomorrow. They would want anyone who was part of his administration or campaign colluding, sending emails to Twitter in jail tomorrow. They would want them jailed. And you know it. You know it. And you're full of shit if you say no, because you know that's the truth. Now, once all this COVID stuff comes out, that's more Trump derangement syndrome. Anything that proved Trump may have been at all correct when he said that the masking was bullshit. When he said lockdowns weren't going to work. That we needed to end them. Anything at all that made Trump look good. That proved Trump right. That cannot be allowed. No. Trump derangement syndrome says that you do the opposite of what he says, no matter what it is. As we have said many times on this show, if he said masks worked, the left would have said you're a nut. Who would believe such a stupid thing that a diaper on your face? Look at the Remember, when he came out and talked about sunlight or whatever the fuck he talked about. They said he was nuts, right? They, they would have said he was nuts if he said cloth masks stop the spread of COVID. He would have said, the left would have said he's crazy and Fauci would have said he's crazy. Because remember, Fauci was saying back in February that masks did nothing. 
So we know this. You just do the opposite of what Trump does. It doesn't matter. You do the opposite of what Trump does. It's the Trump vaccine, you don't take it. But then you just relabel it the Biden or Fauci vaccine and you take it. That's how insane these people are. How insane is that, really? On a, level, on a scale of 1 to 10, how nuts is that? How crazy is that? How bat crap insane is that? Seriously. I want the left, the Democrats, to show me the change in the formula of the vaccine from when Trump was pushing it to when Biden took over. So that vaccine that came out when Trump was still president in December of 2020, how is that vaccine different than the vaccine in January of 2021 when Biden took over? What, for, what formula changed? Of course, there's no formula changed. The same vaccine. But when Trump was in office, you don't take the vaccine. But when Biden's in office and Trump is kicked out of office, then you can take the vaccine. That's how crazy these people are. These people are mentally ill. This is a mental insanity. I've talked about it many times. I've talked about it many times. I need to, I need to really lobby the American Psychological Association to put Trump derangement syndrome in their book of psychological disorders. I think it has to be. Now, of course, all these people are leftists. They'll never agree to it. But it should be. I'll bargain. Take out the transvestite shit and put in the Trump derangement syndrome. We'll, we'll, we'll have a bargain. Because for those of you who don't know, transvestite fetishism was, I don't know if it's still in there, but it was in there for a long time, considered a psychological disorder. I doubt it anymore. But if it is, take that out and put in Trump derangement. We'll do a trade. Take that out and put in Trump derangement syndrome. Because it, it's, it's a psychological disorder, man. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. It's a psychological disorder. It rules everything. They say something is a disorder when it, when it kind of ruins your life, right? When it interferes with your life. That's when it really becomes a problem. If it doesn't, it's not a problem. This interferes with people's lives. It interferes with our, my life. It's like, a, it's like an insane person affecting my life. It's bad enough when, when it hurts their life. But it's hurting my life. It's hurting our lives. So this is a, a real bad thing. And it infects everything. They can't think straight for a second. They can't think. You, you, you have Biden and Kamala Harris saying when they're running for office that they'll never take a Trump vaccine. Then they get in office, it's the same vaccine, and they don't, not only they want to take it, they mandate it and they make 17 more booster shots of it. These people are fucking crazy. There's no thinking straight. There's no, there's no common sense. I know Daniel likes uncommon sense, whatever. There's nothing at all. You cannot talk to these people. It's like talking to a two-year-old. They don't comprehend what you're saying. You can't discuss anything with them on a mature adult level. You can't say, look, can't you see straight? Can't you see it's the same vaccine? Come on, admit the same vaccine. They can't do it because of Trump derangement syndrome. I'm setting off my Alexa for some reason. I have no idea why. I just set off my Google and it's playing. This is incredible. Did I say, did I just say something that was set off the Google thing? Nope. But it's playing music now. It's playing my Google machine, my little Google, what do you call it? Google? It's like Alexa, but it's Google. It's playing jazz, smooth jazz. I don't know what I just said that made it do that, but who knows? Maybe Daniel. Daniel, do you know what I just said that made my Google machine plays cool jazz? 
Hold on. Technology failing me today. Daniel, are you there? I'm here. Okay, good. Good. So, so what was the question about cool jazz? Uh, my Google machine just it went on and just started playing cool jazz. as though I told it to do that. Huh. That, that, that ain't cool. Um, yeah. yeah um, San Francisco, uh, I, I've heard that they're going to um, eliminate all the uh, sleeping quarters for on-call um, physicians as well at all the hospitals. And if that goes well, fingers crossed, they're going to eliminate all beds for inpatients as well. Oh, is that right? Mike, that's a joke. I know it's a joke. I know. You know, your style, your delivery is so dry. Your delivery, you know what? I, I need you to do something for me, Daniel. I need you to do something for me. I need you to go watch tapes of okay. Rodney Dangerfield. And you that you want me to do Rodney Dangerfield? No, that's not my style. And then when you come on, you go, hey, Mike, by the way, uh, then I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll know. I heard they're going to take beds at our hospitals. Hey. Then yeah. I'll know you're doing a joke, you see? Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll work on the delivery slightly. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, you know uh, every good comic and every bad one um, <laughs> needs work. <laughs> um, now, Daniel, did you ever – you work in uh, science, right? You've done, like, you've done, like, lab work and stuff. Have you ever worked at a job where you slept on the couch for a while? Um. I, when, when I when I got a divorce, yes, I've been working. working. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about like a Felix Unger thing. When, 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 when I yes, I've been, I've been working in science for over for for over uh, 30, 35 years, and um, I'm presently a chief technical technical officer for for a biotech company, and and um, uh, yeah, I've there's been times when when I've slept slept in my my office, and I did actually, like I said, slips up slept in my office um, during a. Um, a period of tumult and uh, uh, with a divorce and and um, and uh, yeah that, that was very that was that wasn't pleasant but um, people people commonly at uh, universities uh, have couches in their office and they take naps on them and sometimes they take naps on them during the day and sometimes they take naps on them that night. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous and it's absolutely I mean just you, you can. You could literally walk outside Twitter's building where uh, a pr presently our mayor is obsessed with them having a bed in there. You could literally walk outside. And if you put that same bed on the street and, and, and put a few people on top of it sleeping and, and doing fentanyl, uh, they would be, okay, look the other way. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, it, it, truly, is, it truly is insane. You know, uh, like I said, I worked in a job where we slept on couches all the time. You know, we 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 slept on couches all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's of course no big deal, and it's and it's of course um, them. You know, it's just it's in their vengeance, and and this is what they come up with. You know, this is and and what's they going to do except for piss Musk off and possibly just pull out Twitter entirely if they do enough of this. I mean, they're, if they're going to do this, they're not going to quit. They're not going to quit at just this in their in their um, lust for, for vengeance uh, because Musk has, has done something as intolerable as back free speech on the Internet. Uh, yeah, this, this isn't going to be the last of their of their pettiness, and it could easily drive him out of San Francisco, and he and might drive out a whole lot of uh, the tech industry. You know, there's already Daniel, been so Daniel. many thousands of layoffs in the city, uh, in the tech industry. 
Yeah. Daniel, how, how many businesses have left here so far? Can you repeat that? Yeah. How many businesses have left here so far? Um, I don't know many businesses that left here, but at one point, uh, about six to eight weeks ago, I, I had a list that I was tallying up of the um, number of layoffs of, of each of the uh, big, bigger uh, uh, tech companies here. And there, there is many thousands of people that have been laid off over the last three months. And it, it, conti- it continues and it's it's just going to get worse and it will go rapidly worse if this is the uh, attitude and respect that they give people in that industry. I, I don't think anyone's going to see this as an isolated indus- uh, incident in, in the uh, industry in general and say, oh, they're just they're just going after Musk and that's OK. We'll let them. I don't think that's 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 actually going to happen. Um because because they're not going to stop it at this at this bed thing they're, they're going to be going they're, they're going to be nosing around for, for absolutely anything to 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 try to pin on him to make him look bad um to to, to make twitter fail that mean they're out to make twitter fail at this point they don't care whether they, they don't care whether people in this city have jobs anymore they're out to make them fail you know i was talking to a co- colleague today and um, they, they asked me because I told them um, uh, months ago that um, I left the Democratic Party back in, uh, in uh, July of 2020. And um, they, asked, they asked me why again. And, and I thought about it for a moment. And I said, at some point, the left abandoned their dreams of an unattainable utopia for an easily attainable dystopia. That's and, and that's why I left the party, and they've been doing nothing but causing dystopia from COVID to to crazy ass stuff about about gender to 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 you know attacking tech tech jobs in a city like San Francisco to 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 rampant drug abuse that is going on in the in the Bay Area with so many so many overdose deaths. I mean. What, what overdose deaths increased in our country as a whole last year by what was it about a hundred percent? It doubled, I think, if I remember correctly. I think from, I think from it, fentanyl I think alone. It, I think it doubled. I yeah, think it doubled. from fentanyl yeah. alone, it doubled. Yeah. And, and and I mean, what what name one good thing? I, I'd really challenge anybody that considers themselves still a Democrat to name one good thing the Democrats have done in the last three years. Um, one good thing the Democrats have done in the last three years. Yeah. Um, b- b- boy, let's see. One good thing the Democrats... I'm trying to be fair here, really. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Yeah, and so am I. Right. I, I, I tried to think of think of, think of of something, and I couldn't. I mean, the, the best that could come up was, was uh, they gave a bunch of COVID money away. Well, they caused that problem. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they, they would say... The Democrats, of course, would say the, uh, the, the you know, the, the, the bill that Biden got passed. But that's a garbage bill. You know, the. the uh, yeah, that yeah, that was just a, a big zero. It's, yeah. it's, and it's going to cause inflation to go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it's, it's only going to make things worse. So they're back back again to my question. Name one thing that that has changed anything for the better. Anything that's happened that was, was for the good of, of Americans or anything or in California. Anything no. that our state legis- legislature or governor has done that is to, for the good of Californians, I can't name. No, and they don't even. And, and the labor laws are so bad here. I mean, they really 
they really destroy the owners here. They kill the owners. They make it very difficult to own anything here, whether it's a big corporation or or a small business. Small businesses yeah. close all. Remember, remember, people on the left like to say, oh, let the big corporations go. They're greedy. Well, how about all the small businesses, the mom and pop businesses that had to close and leave? How about those people? Do you care about those people? And there's been no even there's no lobbying. You don't hear you don't hear like the mayor or the governor lobbying businesses to stay here, do you? You know, the, the, the only thing that makes sense when it comes to the destruction that that has been done to small businesses is, is literally that that is what they want. They want to crush small business. They want to crush that part of the market so that Amazon can take over that part of the market. They want to crush any business. I mean, I have, you know, over the last few months since, since I mean, I moved to San Francisco over a year ago. And whenever I need to get to get clothes, do something as simple as, as getting some clothes. I wanted a blue. T- I wanted some blue T-shirts. I've got, you know, a dozen black T-shirts and I wanted a, I wanted some dark blue T-shirts. As I was out walking, as, as I commonly do, a, um, during the evening especially, I was out and looking for any place I could buy clothes at. The only place I could find is Target or go to, to, to Westfield Mall. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two places in this entire huge freaking city that you can now go to and buy clothing because so many stores have shut down. And when you go to those stores, not a single blue T-shirt. In the of the package type in there, that can you find? You can't. I looked. I wanted a, a light sort of windbreakerish black jacket, something that you know four or five years ago you could have walked into any clothing store and walked out within fifteen minutes with a nice looking one. Can't find one. Not a single one in the entire city. I go to try to find this particular type of of, of hair product that that I like, and, and whenever I walk by a drugstore, I'll think, "Oh, I wonder if they got it back in yet," because it seemed to have disappeared because of the uh, the shipping related problems um, and, and the supply chain problems. Gone, totally gone. It, it's 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 just amazing how much is is unattainable in this city at this point. Simple things. And then prices of food just skyrocketing in the city. I mean, this is there. This mayor, this governor, the state legislature, state legislature, and the National Democratic Party has done nothing to make our lives better. Not a thing. Not one thing over the three years. They've only done things to make it dystopic. Yeah, to make them, to make living here impossible. Right? To make living anywhere, they're really trying to make it living anywhere in this country impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you have you have a few governors standing up, like like uh, Florida's governor Ron DeSantis standing up to this BS, but it's just, it's just not enough. And it has, and, and there weren't enough of them over the last three years standing up as tall as DeSantis did. And yeah, it's just you can only come to one conclusion: this is what they're trying to create. They sacked for some reason. They want, they, they want this. Yeah, they yeah, want this. Yeah, they, this is how they attain. This this is their. They gave up on on this unattainable utopia, as I said, for an easily attainable dystopia. And that attainable dystopia is is equity, and you attain equity not by uh, um, pulling up the lower classes. You attain it equity by bringing down the upper classes. 
That's how, that's the easy way to do it. And that's what they're trying to do. It's not going to work. It's only going to make the poor poorer. And it's only going to, to, to create bigger cleaves in our society. And, and but that's that seems to be their modus operandi. That seems to be their goal is this is they know they can't do the reverse because they simply don't want to. I mean, the laptop class simply doesn't want to try to lift the poor and lift the middle class up more. So they say, yeah, let's tear down the wealthy. Exactly. That's exactly that. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's so exactly so right. those are up in the upper middle class and upper class are saying, yeah, let's just tear down the super wealthy and screw the poor. They'll, they'll get poorer. And yeah, we'll, 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 this is, this is our best path to equity is just to make everyone equally miserable. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and it's obvious here. The people in this city who have done the best are the are the extremely wealthy. The extremely wealthy class here is the class that's done the best. And so obviously that's the class that they want to continue to promote here. And it's been the middle class that obviously had to leave. The small business owners that are middle class that had to leave, that to shut down. And on top of that, of course, all these homeless people here, as the homeless problem builds and builds and builds and builds. And like I said, I'll get to Cheech in one second. Like I said, Daniel, there are all these vacant apartments here. They talk about every election cycle. That's one of their biggest issues. Oh, we have the vacant apartments. Not fair. We have to we, we have to find these people. And they never actually do anything about it. But they are very much interested in uh, in Elon Musk's vacant uh, vacant offices very much. Yeah, it's um, you know, I I there's there's not a part of the city I've mentioned this before, but they're really you know, I walk all over the city to get exercise and um, and I have a few few favorite destination spots that I'll walk to almost every day. But you know, I, I walk all over the city, and there just isn't a a part, a single part of the city that isn't touched by the runaway drug problem that he has here in the in the runaway living on the street problem that they have here in the runaway crime part there's, there's not a single part I mean, you can go to nancy pelosi's neighborhood and and they've still got people up there not not far from nancy pelosi's house that are sleeping on the street that are doing drugs on the street there's not a single part of this 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 city that's on touch like this they just they've made this mayor london breed has made this city just this shining star, this once shining star of a city, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, has made this a dump, has yeah. made this someplace that, that people are, I mean, do you blame Twitter employees not wanting to go out after dusk no. for sleeping in their, for, for sleeping in their uh, offices? Shit, where, where are they going to go? You, you, we all know where the Twitter headquarters is. You're going to go out in the streets around there at, at night in, what, in the state that the city is presently in? Christ, no. No, of course not. Of course, I, mean, not. I walk all over the city, 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 and I do 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 it frequently in the evening. But I would never, ever set foot anywhere around downtown in the evening. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a video today on on Twitter going around of a naked guy at a store here in San Francisco. It was at a store at a mall, and he was naked, totally naked, and he's going around. Uh, in just you know, stealing things and being a total nuisance, naked, totally naked, wearing a cloth face mask. Because I'm sure, I'm sure he was afraid of COVID. I'm sure that's why these criminals wear these masks all the time now because they're afraid of COVID, right? Oh, exactly. It, they're they're one of the biggest groups of people that you can depend upon 
to, to, uh, for, for masks. Walk walk around in the mission district and and, and see the CD type, and they're all wearing masks. Yep. It's 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 amazing. Of course, they they do it so they can walk into CVS or Walgreens or Safeway and just take shit and walk out. And, and the employees have been instructed not to do anything in most cases. Yeah, so so, so they you know they're, they're they're dodging the cameras from from keeping an eye on them. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a real shithole. And yeah, thank you, thank you, London Breed, and thank you, Gavin Newsom, for for turning our entire state into something into. God, it's such yeah, and, and the right, and, the, and the one business, the one one of the few major corporations that remain for now, Twitter. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to do whatever they can to make him leave. Also, well, they're trying to make him bend to to, to their will. But yeah, well, that's not gonna, Musk is going to bend to these. He's going to end up heading to Austin, Texas, and fuck yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He's not going to bend to these a holes. Will yeah. I mean the the guy was the guy was probably center center left. Prior to, to 2019, and like like Musk said, they went so far to the left that it appeared to make him look like he was going to the right. Exactly, and and and, and it's and, and they just they won't stop. They don't know how to stop themselves. They just they're they're. It, I mean, it, this is something so far beyond normal presidential derangement syndrome. I mean, there's Bush derangement syndrome, Obama derangement syndrome, Trump derangement syndrome, but this. This derangement syndrome, this political derangement syndrome is just a, this is a new animal. And, and they are willing to self-destruct and they're they willing to to shit in their own homes to 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 make the rest of us miserable. It's the weirdest thing. Absolutely. Daniel, thanks for the call. I'm going to get to yeah. you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks as always. OK, you see, this app is is bugging the hell out of me today i don't know what it is the app my app on my end is not working very well so stick with me here because it's everything's like in delay or something or it's freezing i'm not sure what's going on hey david Sachs, are you out there all right let me see what's going on yeah i'm cheech i'll get to you as soon as i can for some reason this app was all frozen even get rid of daniel here so let me see if i can figure this out yeah, no, the app is all freezing up on me. I don't know why. I don't know why. But Cheech, I will get to you. Stay there. Wait, but, but take next caller. Let's see if we can do it here. Let's see. Let's see if I can get to you, Cheech. I'm trying here. It doesn't seem to be working for me. Yep, it's all frozen. And I can tell because the timer on my app is like skipping every like sense. It's going like seven seconds at a time. So I don't know what's going on, but hopefully this will fix itself in a second here. Um, but what I'll talk about next while I try to figure out how to get Cheech on the line here is, um, is James Baker. Now, James Baker is the guy I just talked about. He's the Twitter lawyer that was fired by Musk. So Baker was fired by Musk. Now, he played a key role in FBI in the FBI's Trump-Russia collusion probe. And, uh, oh, Cheech, you still there? Okay, yeah, for some reason it's not letting me take any calls, and it's just totally freezing up on me here. I don't know why. All right, Cheech, try to go back into the caller queue, and I'll try to figure out how to... Uh, how to get you on there. 
Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see here. Nope. You see, it's totally freezing. I don't know what's wrong with this app tonight, but it's just totally. Let me just read this story here. Maybe we'll fix it at some point here. Very, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Let me. I, I'm guessing they're doing another update number 7,572. Oh, oh boy. Oh, shit. I think I told you that. Crap. I'm not sure if I'm still on, but this app is really frustrating me today. Let's see if I can figure this out here. If I can figure this out here. And live. Am I still on? Hey, everybody, Mike, can you hear me? Can everybody hear me? I think we're bad. I think we're good now. Oh, good. Good. Okay, we're good. All right. Let's see here. Let me into the queue. Cheech, go back into the queue. And we'll, ah, yes, okay. All right. Now I think, hopefully, Cheech, are you there? I'm here, man. Got technical difficulties over there? That's now we got you. Now I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I'm one of those crazy people that has more than one phone. Most people only have one phone. I have like 18 phones. But the two, my, my two major phones are my iPhone, which I'm beginning to hate, by the way. I'm beginning to – it's not just because of Tim Cook and China and Apple. My iPhone has been so fucked up. It freezes. The apps crash. And now I think my – I think what happened was the – the call-in app crashed while I was using it, so I went to my Samsung phone, and it's fine. It's perfect. It's perfect. They're uh, you know, they're trying to coerce you to buy a new iPhone. Well, that you know, I think these things have. Well, this but this is like a eleven or twelve. This is not like an old one, and I think, but I think these iPhones have kill dates. Do you believe in that? That they. Just... Uh, well, I know they did. They did get busted for that a little while ago for. Um... For basically uh, slowing down the the operating system for people that have older phones, they did they did get caught doing that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they were still doing. It. I mean, come on, look at this whole industry. I mean, I mean, just look at what's going on with Twitter. Yeah, I know, I mean, like it's all crooked, it's all fucked up. Hey, I tell you what, the city's going to be wishing that uh, Twitter headquarters was still here and people were sleeping in the offices once Musk fucking packs shop and takes them to Texas, like. Well, so it's they, almost like they they're it's almost like they're egging him on to do that. Like, go ahead, do it. Go ahead, leave. Yeah, yeah, they're idiots. They're fucking retarded, man. Like, so software developers sleep in their offices all the time when they're in crunch mm -hmm. mode. So you'll be on a project, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you got some deadlines, or you're working really hard to accomplish a few important goals, and and a lot of people don't want to fall asleep at the wheel or whatever it is late at night, and they'd rather just sleep in the office. Happens all the time. It's fucking ridiculous. And the fucking city inspectors are so corrupt anyways. Like, what are they? They should inspect themselves. Like, they got guys on the take in the city inspector's office all over the yep. place. I mean, yeah, and they've been busted for that. 
It's like, and they got naked bums and, and fentanyl junkies like walking around in front of city hall all the time. It's, it's ridiculous. It's all no, no. It's all it's all political, and it's amazing. Like like Daniel said though, you you have to believe at this point, uh, Cheech, that this is what they want to do, right? This is all planned. This can't be by accident. This can't yes. be by accident anymore, right? No, I think Pelosi. I think Pelosi's putting pressure pressure on somebody in city hall. For sure. Well, uh, it's it's obvious that what's amazing to me is if you've seen that all your businesses have left, right, and you have this one major business that's still there, you would think you'd go out of your way to try to make them feel welcome and want to keep it here. But but once I once again, though, the the I know it's more than just Trump derangement syndrome, but the Trump derangement syndrome is so strong. It's so strong that logic doesn't seem to matter with these people anymore. Logic just doesn't seem to matter with nope. these people. Oh, my God, this is something that might look, make Trump look a little good or possibly right and may have proved some of what he was saying was right. Oh, we can't allow it. Go after him. Can't allow it. Yeah, I think I think I think, though, even if Trump was to go away completely, they would just project that syndrome onto a new a new boogeyman well, like right? the santas so, like the santas like, yeah. yes yeah yes so 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 they projected on him right now it's musk right because santas hasn't announced that he's running so right now all the buzz and, and right now it's musk because of what matt, matt taibbi and barry weiss are about to expose yes. right like they've so they're in panic mm. mode i mean come on they got a guy in x general counsel for the fbi they caught him scrubbing documents i mean that's as bad as it gets so imagine what they might have access to and what they'll expose it's yeah so it's all you know the gloves are off it's it's just they're going to do whatever they can to to spoil this party that we're that we're all having watching this yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to nick dump i think it seems like they're reloading, right? Because they're taking a few days in between. And I think he's bringing in Barry Weiss, and I think she's going to be the one who dumps this next thing out. And I think it's just going to be incredible. And look how smart Elon Musk is. This is how ridiculous the left is. He's picked Taibbi and Barry Weiss, hardly two right-wing journalists, right? I mean, these people are Democrats. They're well, Democrats. Well, it, Taibbi is no fan of Trump, but like, like – like Glenn Greenwald, he's going to call it like he sees it, right? And and you know, I think any sane person has seen what's, you know, as Musk has, has seen what's happened to the left and seen how far left they've gone. Um, and uh, we're not having it. No, you know, nobody on this side of the fence is having it anymore. It's like normal people are kind of sick of all this shit. Yeah. And um, and and the 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 mainstream media or the legacy media, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're throwing a fit because, one, they don't break stories like this because they're all servants to power and corporations. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they, in a thousand lifetimes, could never achieve what Barry Weiss, Taibbi, or Glenn Greenwald have achieved in the, just the past 20 years of their careers. Like, there's none of them could touch those no. people, right? So here they are breaking, you know, this is groundbreaking. This is major. This is like a major 
I think this is a major turning point in the 21st century in terms of our society. Well, for, for the sure. people who want for, um, for the people who want their eyes open, a lot of them don't don't want their eyes open, right? Like I said, a lot of them they just they won't they don't want their eyes opened because of Trump derangement syndrome. They just don't care. Right? They don't care about they don't care yeah, about no, facts. I think, I, they don't care about evidence. They don't care about what's right in front of them. They don't care about what Elon Musk is uncovering. They are just they have it in their head in their crazy sick heads. That Elon Musk is like this huge Trump supporter. How 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 crazy is that? I think that they're just. I th- I don't know. I think they're you know part part of it is they're brainwashed, right? But but another part of it is I think they so want things to go back to to normal in a sense, like you know pre-Trump era, right? Like they they they're really wishing for this return to normalcy because. You know, they, they think that everything's gone haywire um, and it's going to, you know, like they, they've really drink, they've really drank the Kool-Aid on in terms of thinking that if if anybody that leans a little bit center of right or right of center, excuse me, um, it's going to bring we're, we're going to have Nazis in the White House or, you know, white supremacists in the White House. It's it's. Yeah, people, you know, cope between Trump and COVID, I think it just really broke everybody's brains and they're longing for a return to normalcy um, and they don't want to, I don't know, it's like when somebody's married to a drug addict or they don't want to face the reality, mm-hmm. right? And, and the reality is our, our system is, it's pretty corrupt and, um, you know, there's the, the only way you fix that is you face reality and you start to deal with it. And people don't want to deal with it. They want to just have their little jobs and, you know, go along, go along with their boring lives and watch their stupid TV shows like the mass singer or whatever the fuck people watch. <laughs> um, That's a great and, show. You know that, uh, oh, no, is it? no, 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 I'm being sarcastic. It's all garbage. All the fucking reality garbage. It's all a rip off of each other. They keep on ripping each other off. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's the same show over and over again. But you know what's funny, Mike? It's like when I think about like when I try to compare this era to previous eras, like the closest I can come to is, is like the 70s, right? Like where, you know, you had you had Watergate and you had like the uh, the inflation crisis and the oil embargo and all of those things, like re- really high crime in New York City. New York City was falling apart. Um, San Francisco had its own problems. But. I always tell myself, you know what the big difference was? It's like creatively things were really awesome. Like I thought, you know, like music was really good. Movies, film was really good. Like it was a really, I thought the seventies was a really good film era. Like there's a Mm. lot of really creative shit coming out at that point. And that doesn't exist now. Like everything, because all those, those elements of culture have been infiltrated by like work woke idiots. And, um, and it's kind of well, you can't make anything you can't make anything edgy anymore right anything, anything that really that really no. says something right because it, if everything when you say when you when you make something that says something art that says something someone's always going to be offended right and people don't want to offend anymore exactly. so you're just getting this drivel basically a lot, a lot of it anyway not all of it but a lot of it yeah. yeah if you cannot make good art that's not offensive to someone correct that's just that just comes with the territory exactly um but Everybody in Hollywood operates that way mm-hmm. now. Like mm-hmm. Tarantino couldn't make what he used to make. 
No, didn't he say uh, there had been some? Uh, well, actually, com- I know filmmakers have said that, but comedians are talking about how they can't be comedy. They, there's no comedy. Yeah, I mentioned Ronnie Dangerfield. You know, I've been watching some of his old clips on on Facebook, on the reels, and it's like half the things he says, those one liners, he couldn't even do now. He couldn't oh, no. even do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then none of those guys. I Patrice O'Neill. Uh, you know, rest in peace. I, I don't know if you've ever seen him. That guy is fucking well, how hilarious. About, um, how about like uh, uh, just Richard Pryor or George Carlin or or Don Rickles? Right? Forget it. They couldn't exist. Look at look at yeah, look at well, the. Look, I mean, so you. Sorry, have, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you have. I was Chappelle, saying, look at the right? crap but he like gets. The, exactly. Exactly. So he has to. You. He has to put his life on the yeah. line. Literally. Yeah. Right? Like a guy tried to attack him on stage and stab him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, that's how bad that's it's right. Gotten. Look, look, what's his name right. told the milk toast joke about the you know, uh G.I. Jane and get slapped for it, Chris Rock. I mean, that was that was that was like yeah, that was exactly. like nothing. Exactly. That was like nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just I don't know, none of this stuff surprises me anymore. I'm but I'm really enjoying this uh this Twitter this Twitter yeah. stuff. Um the I I never thought this was actually going to happen. I never thought Musk was actually going to be able to take it over like he has. But man, he's come in, he's clean house, he's kicked ass, he's still kicking ass, and uh, you know what? I'm just going to try and enjoy it while it lasts mm-hmm. because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if uh, his Tesla just all of a sudden had a mind of its own and just smashed into a mountain. Yeah, absolutely. You but like I, I mean? said, there's no that the left can 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 throw shit at Musk all they want. But if he was uncovering, like I said, if this was Trump that was orchestrating all this collusion with big tech, forget oh the left would be God. like, oh, you're a hero. You're a hero for taking down the horrible orange man. Come on. They're such, they're such hypocrites. They're, and, such, they're such simpletons. And it, could, you, could you imagine if, if the Trump administration had, like, insiders into a giant tech company that was, like, pumping out all kinds of biased information all the time? And that was exposed. You would never hear the end mm-hmm. of it. You, they, sometimes you have to just admit. Sometimes you have to just admit your side has done evil things. That your side is getting into evil authoritarian areas simply because they hate one person so much. And that's what happened. He caused a lot. Like I said, the Trump and COVID really destroyed a lot of people on the left who, before that, had at least some kind of sense, and it, it totally destroyed them. And everything they've done for the last three years and continue on doing. Oh, man, did you hear speaking of COVID? Did you hear that uh, Rod Stewart's kid dropped, dropped, uh, passed out or something like uh, basically collapsed and might have had a heart attack like 11 year old. Oh, his youngest son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His youngest son. Oh, a 30. We just saw a 31 year old football player. Right. Some 31 year old football NFL player. Just got a blood clot and, and some issue, a stroke. A 31-year-old football player. And they said that hadn't happened in like decades. People have never heard of that happening. Like a healthy 31-year-old athlete all of a sudden gets this blood clot, blood clot, you know, blood clots, <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and it leads to the stroke. And uh, it's happening over and over again. Every day I turn on my feed, my news feed, there's another young, healthy person that dies out of nowhere. Every day. Do you ever do you ever watch any of those uh, Dr. John Campbell? Uh, I've, se- I've seen I've seen a few of them. I've seen a few of them. Yeah. So he was covering, um, I guess, uh, a bunch of autopsy reports. So there's some mm-hmm. study. Um, so they've been doing autopsies mm-hmm. on people that have 
died suddenly by themselves, like in their homes, and you know that that wouldn't normally be suspect of having these issues. And when they do the autopsies, they're finding all kinds of evidence of of blood clots and, and you know basically stuff that's brought on by probably by the spike proteins um, being where they shouldn't be in, in the body. So. Um, I don't know the exact details of it, but it's uh, it's pretty. Yeah, odd. no, this is this is uh, this is going to continue. It's only going to get worse. More and more, of this stuff's going to come out. And like I said, it takes time. It's taken years now for you know all this for people to really start to catch on to the, how how bad the lockdowns were and the school closures and the maskings and the and the vaccine passports and all that nonsense. And so, as more and more information and evidence is compiled about excess deaths and young people who are just dropping dead left and right, then people will start to say, oh, my God, oh, oh, my God, those those vaccines, why did we take them? You know, and of course, and, and of course, oh what God. we're seeing already and what we're going to continue to see are people who are telling, who are forcing people to take the vaccine saying, oh, we never, we never told people they should, they had to take them. You know, it's just bullshit. It's just like revisionist, it's no, like just revisionist total, history. Well, yeah. um, revisionist history. It's total bullshit. And the set. DeSantis is going after them now, right? Like he's he's trying to make it so that you can sue those fuckers, right? Well, of course you should be. You should be able to sue anybody there. that harms you. Any product that harms you, that company should be able to get to get sued. Whoever heard of a company not being able to be sued if their product hurts or kills you? Whoever whoever heard of that? Yeah, well, that was my position. I, uh, my position was if you're going to force people to get vaccinated to ma- to, to maintain employment in California. Or whatever, like you know, Newsom was talking about forcing forcing people to get their kids vaccinated. You know, for a moment there, he was pushing that. And my attitude was like, okay, if you're going to do that, then you have to be liable if something goes wrong. Like, you can't do that and say nobody's liable if if your kid dies from side effects um, from the jab. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, how it's it's so authoritarian, man. It's just it's. You know, because there is no real excuse mm-hmm. for that. It's not like COVID was was killing like fifty percent of the population. It was amongst kids. It was hardly anything. It was, you know, I did the stats one time, and it was at the at the at that moment in, in the epidemic, it was um, I think point zero zero four percent of kids had died of COVID. Right. Um, you know, out of one hundred and twenty five million under 18s in the United States. I think that's the number. So, yeah, there's just no justification for it, you know, and you just scratch your head and go, what the fuck planet am I living on? Like, is everybody that compromised? Like this, compromised intelligently, compromised, um, you know, just in terms of like being greedy. It's just, it's all around. Like, it's really bad. I, I, Sometimes it just boggles my mind. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. But other than eat popcorn and watch this Twitter fiasco, right. yeah, just, uh, and hope some of these fuckers get held accountable. Absolutely. No, that's it. That's it. You know. Yeah. Anyways, hey, Cheech, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, always, man. As always. All right. Okay. Um, all right. What I do want to read, I do want to read that story about Baker, and then I'm going to go. I want to talk about the nutty. Whatever happened to Howard Stern? I mean, this guy was actually, this guy actually was like, he was actually like sane at one point. It wasn't too long ago that Howard Stern would be very outspoken, but say very blunt, sane things. 
And he became this very frightened old man during COVID, like so many people, especially men his age. They became very frightened. Their testosterone levels shrunk. Their their nuts shrunk, and uh, and and they and their brains seem to have shrunk. Oh, I'm going to read something that Howard Stern said about Kirstie Alley's death, by the way. And I haven't mentioned that. It's just a shame that Kirstie Alley died. But um, we'll talk about Howard Stern and his comments about her cancer and her anti-vax, her quote-unquote anti-vax stance, according to him, which is basically her, her, her I don't I don't think the, the COVID vaccine should be for, I don't think the COVID vaccine should be forced on people. Is They were labeled anti-vaxxers by these lunatics, just so they can push a certain narrative. Uh, but let's talk about James Baker uh, for a second. Now, this is the guy who was the Twitter lawyer, and he was fired by Musk. Twitter's former deputy general counsel, Jim Baker, who was fired on Tuesday by Musk for suppression of information, has a long history of facing allegations of anti-Trump, pro-democratic bias in the public and private sectors. Substack journalist Matt Taibbi, whose Twitter files released on Friday, revealed new details about the company's suppression of the Hunter Biden story. The article from the Post opinion writer Jonathan Turley said Baker was at the center of Twitter suppression scandal. And is fast becoming the Kevin Bacon of the Russian collusion scandals, you know, six degrees, uh, you know, connected to everybody. Musk responded to Taibbi's tweet of the article by announcing that Baker was exited from Twitter today due to concerns over his possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue. Taibbi later said part of the reason Bacon was fired was because Baker himself had vetted, in quotes, the first installment of the Twitter files and had delayed the release of the second installment without Musk's knowledge. So he intercepted all of this stuff and cleaned it. He was the cleaner. On Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published. We expect to publish more of the weekend. Many wondered why there was a delay, Taibbi tweeted. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy Counsel and former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without the knowledge of new management. Musk confirmed in a tweet Tuesday evening that he only discovered this on Sunday. Musk said he gave Baker a chance to explain himself before his termination, but that his explanation was unconvincing. Baker's name surfaced on Friday's first installment of the Twitter files due to internal company discussions about where the Hunter Biden laptop story fell into Twitter's hack materials policy. Twitter executive had wondered in email chain whether the company could truthfully claim that the laptop story was part of the policy to which Baker responded, I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked, but added it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been and the caution is warranted. Um, before joining Twitter, Baker worked as general counsel at the FBI, where he was a key figure in the Bureau's investigation into alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. On September 19, 2016, less than two months before the presidential election, Baker met with then Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who presented data allegedly showing a covert communications channel between Trump Organization and the Russia-based Alpha Bank. Sussman was later charged with making a false statement to the FBI after being accused of telling Baker he was not doing work for any client when he was allegedly billing the Clinton campaign for the work. Sussman was acquitted of the charge of May of this year. So this goes on more and more about Baker. But what it really came down to um, was the fact that this guy was put at Twitter to censor, to make sure the, the left was the right was censored and the left's narrative prevailed. And then when Elon Musk takes over, for some reason Musk didn't fire this guy. 
he probably just thought he was a lawyer and he was a, okay. He probably just thought he was a lawyer. The guy's a lawyer. He's Twitter, Twitter's lawyer. And then he finally find out that, um, that he was cleaning that information that Matt Tybee was putting out, that he was vetting it. And he may have, may have taken out anything that connected the FBI to that collusion with Twitter. Left in the Biden campaign stuff, but took out the FBI stuff. So it couldn't be linked to supposedly the actual government, the people in charge at that time. Of course, the Biden administration is still government. Um, the Biden campaign was still government. So it, it's um, it's just a total mess there. I mean, this is a total mess. And this is like taking over a company, taking over a company and just going into the books and looking at the books and saying, oh, my God, oh, what a disaster. These people just didn't know how to run things. They were just so corrupt. You know, they were they were just trying to hide money. Now, often that's what you'll see when you take over a company that has problems, that people were hiding money. They didn't know how to they did. They didn't know how to, uh, you know, uh, budget all this stuff. You learn from the books. And so when Musk got into twi- got to Twitter, he then discovered all this stuff. We're looking at it, basically the books, the Twitter books. And he's realizing He's realizing how screwed up. He knew when he took it over. I mean, one of the reasons why he took it over was because of the censorship, right? So he knew there was some. He knew there was a lot of censorship against people with, you know, center right or right point of view. He knew that. We all knew that. And he wanted more of a free and open exchange of ideas and opinions, which is what we should have in this country, obviously. But I don't think he knew the extent, and none of us knew the exact extent of the the, the coordination and collusion. Between the Democrats, the DNC, the Trump, the the Biden campaign, the Biden administration, the Biden, and and the people at Twitter, the people who are running Twitter, to basically just be a PR arm of the DNC. That's it, a PR arm of the DNC, disguised as this social media, public space, public forum, platform. And so, really, this is really the tip of the iceberg, the vanguard of all this. I can just imagine now that this guy Baker's out, that they're finding more stuff. And like like Taibbi said, that's part of the delay, not only the original delay for a few hours, but now the delay of a few days before the next dump. And I think this next dump is going to be mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. Let me go – before I go to the Howard Stern story about Kirstie Alley, let me go to our friend on the other side of the pond. Gator, how are you? Hey, good man. Yourself? All right. Pretty good. Just on this uh, Twitter thing, right? There's a way that there's a question. I well, there's something I would say in general, and I would say that I think you need to be much more medium and long term cynical about Elon Musk. But I think I've mentioned this to you before because he is not straightforward in terms of who he is and what he's trying to do, right? But on this particular issue with Baker, the way I understand this is the order goes: Elon Musk, Baker. Taibi and Barry Weiss on the same level. So that's the that's the pathway of information, right? It's gone through Baker's hands before it went to the journalists, yep. okay? Now, so if you're the CEO, maybe he right, well, this is just speculation for a purpose. Maybe he thought, okay, we'll I don't trust the journalists so much that I'll give them everything. I'll do a uh, my council will clean it up first, and that happened to be Baker, and then and then somehow they found out there was something nefarious mm-hmm. about Baker, right? And that's where mm-hmm. we are today. But the thing is, if I was Elon Musk and I trusted Taibbi and Weiss, I wouldn't need 
to pass it through my journalists until they had something that they wanted to release. They would come back to me and say, right, Musk, this is what we're going with. And here's all the corroborating information. And I would go, right. Okay, that's interesting. I personally don't like this, that and the other, but I will now pass it all to my legal counsel now. And then we'll see before you release it. Right now that now, if you've done that, then basically you wouldn't be where you are today because the outcome would still be the same as what he wanted, but legal counsel would have intervened before it went yeah. public. Yeah. Why didn't he do that? I don't know. I have to ask him. I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think he made the mistake of trusting this guy. I think this guy was just on the, on the level lawyer who didn't have any kind of political bent one way or the other. And usually your lawyer, you'll give this stuff to your lawyer. He said he didn't even know he was doing this. Remember, he said he didn't know he was doing this, this guy. So I don't know if the guy was even given the stuff by Musk or if the guy just went in on his own and looked at the stuff. So it's, it's very, okay. po- it's very yeah. possible that Musk – look, you have a lawyer for those reasons. Right. Is there anything in this – is there anything that we're releasing that we could be sued over if we release it, right? And, and so okay. a lawyer so on the level is- would say, well – Okay, this is good. This we you know this is possible legal problems. We might want to we might want to, but this guy was obviously not on the level. In other words, didn't have Twitter's best interest. Didn't have Elon Musk's or the Twitter or the company's best interest in mind. So he had the best interest of the DNC in mind. You know. Yeah. So. Okay. So the so this leads to more obvious questions, right? If Elon Musk basically hostilely takes over Twitter knowing that the environment that he's walking into is is hostile, hence why he's doing what he's doing. And he's the CEO. He has absolute total power to install a vetting team to go through and check the CVs, resumes, and even actively question anyone in the company about who they are, what they did before, what their motivations are and all this shit, right? Now, if I was, if I was a CEO in a hostile environment, I would do that for all of the upper senior management layer teams, right? Including the legal counsel. And if Baker was a guy whose name is so prominent that he was directly named as being involved in the Sussman trial, which ties into all of the Twitter corruption, right? And Elon Musk didn't have the competence to find that out when he took the company over. What is that telling you about Elon Musk, right? You're either raising questions about Elon Musk's competence as a CEO in a hostile takeover situation when he's got a supposed mm. agenda of re-engineering the mm. company and making it some bastion of free speech, which puts him in direct loggerheads with all of these political and corporate em- enemies inside and outside Twitter. Or his competence isn't the primary question and therefore there's something else going mm-hmm. on. I don't know. I I, right? I don't. I guess I'm, I'm more trusting of him than you are. I mean, he's... Well, well no, but he, he's put... Because this is the next thing you need to watch. You now need to watch what Elon Musk is prepared to publicly say and in how much detail about how this fuck-up with Baker could ever have occurred. And my money is on this. He won't explain it. Right? And if he doesn't explain it... All you and I are left with is pure speculation and conjecture about how it happened. And the thing is, in that environment, you should be nothing but cynical. I don't I, – look, I don't think one person can know everything. And you have to remember something. This social media business was not Elon Musk's business. That, that's not a business he was, had ventured in until Twitter. So there's a lot of things going on here that I think surprised him. 
when he took over this company. Not just about running this kind of a company, but also what was going on there. I don't think you can be that hard on him when he has putting really his... In other words, before all this, as I mentioned in this show, when I started this show, he was a, a darling. No one disliked him. The people on the right liked him. He was this great businessman, SpaceX and, and Tesla. People on the left loved him because of the electric car thing. You know, like I said, my progressive friends thought he was like the, you know, the most acceptable billionaire out there. So he's really putting his ass and reputation online. He's bringing a lot of, as the Jewish would say, mishigas to himself that he didn't have to do. He didn't. I think I think you're being completely misled, Mike. Right? Elon Musk is a no, no. I need, to, I need to be more. I need to be more direct with you here. I need to be more direct with you here. What do you think is Elon Musk's angle that I'm not getting? Elon Musk is one of the top, one of the top world's top on paper yes, billionaires, yeah, right? He is one of the ultimate yeah, oligarchs. Yeah, I guess. Right? He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that by just being a nice guy. Nobody does that by just being nice. Yeah. Right? He is also a defense, industrial, military, security, surveillance contractor, key to the Ukraine war, providing uh, Starlink coverage to enable direct NATO, US, EU military operations against Russia. If you look at the pictures of the, um, the, the overwater drones that struck the Russian fleet, they are enabled with Starlink, Starlink receiver dishes, right? He is providing internet access to the, the war theater. He didn't do that for the benefit of Ukrainian citizens because do you know how much his Starlink terminal costs? You need the, the dish, right, uh, the receiver, and you need one other thing. Uh, you need a subscription. The receiver costs near, now a thousand, nearly a thousand dollars, and the subscription is now something like eighty to ninety dollars a month, right? The average rate, the average wage inside uh, Ukraine is something like fifteen thousand hryvnias, and that's for coal. Right. Right. It's one of the poorest countries in Europe. He didn't put Starlink into Ukraine to help the Ukrainian people. Right. So he is not um, just some nice guy. Right. And also, I would argue this, no matter what the reason he took Twitter over for. Right. He probably paid money for a software. It's a software company. Right. That's all it is. It's a software company that happens to have an output that is a comms angle, uh, uh, the, the textual communications, yeah. right? So it's a software company first. Whatever reason he took that over for, he overpaid oh, yeah, for absolutely, it, no doubt. right? And it may not have anywhere near as many real users as we think, as as, as the 400 million. He said it could be 50% sure. bots. So that could be 200 right. million, right? So if it is 200 million, it's not worth 44 billion, right? It would be worth at least 22 and a half billion if you just yeah, took right. half the years. But that was his whole argument in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, right. So yeah. he, on a pure business mm-hmm. basis, if he's trying to actually get a return on his yeah. investment, he has to, in a, in, a, in a software business that has a stable code base, you want to sack as many non-performing coders as possible. And a lot of the people he's, he's sacking aren't even coders, right. right? Which is normal business operation. So you would expect that. Because if it's a stable code base, you don't need, what do you need three and a half thousand right. coders for? Sec- second, what he's doing with the blue tick looks to me like an absolutely standard maneuver 
to um, an expanded revenue model via subscription. It's not even sophisticated, yeah, right. right? You're just basically saying, let's raise, let's find a basic reason to convince people, more people to start paying a mm -hmm. subscription, but also to justify increasing the average price of a subscription. So he's actually in inflationary terms, he's increased the price of using Twitter for anyone who wants to pay for it by over 50% overnight, right? And when you look at the feature list of what you get for eight dollars a month, it's not worth it's 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 not worth the difference in price between five dollars and eight dollars. It's fuck all. It's it's just like what? Okay, well, I, I just don't know so if that's that true. you can basically say I am not anonymous to the rest yeah, of the I don't, world. I don't know if that's right? true, but uh, the things you're saying here, I understand. This is basically just what he's already admitted to, to, to doing. I mean, the fact of the matter is that he did take over a company that's probably going to lose him money. It, it'll be a real. He would have to be a real miracle worker to make this a profitable thing for him if they're spending forty four. Yeah. So therefore, if that's the case, no, but, but, the, but and and it never becomes it becomes a lost leader. What the fuck did he do it for? He didn't do it oh, for money. But, he did it because it's a perception management platform, and that he is involved in the levels of 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 engagement yeah. with society and political yeah. society that care about managing mass perception he took it over see my feeling is he took it over i i i don't know why you can't take him at his word when you have that kind of money because wait, wait. Because, because nothing in life no 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 is no, no but you have to watch what people do and so far what he's doing i like a lot what he's doing we we all do we, all of us who know uh, that care about this collusion between the dnc that we knew happened about the suppression of the hunter biden story that we knew happened which is going to come out soon which i think is even more important with COVID and vaccines and masks and, 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 and lockdowns and so on and so forth, that the, do the real doctors were squashed, that Fauci and the people at the DNC and the people at the CDC had them squashed, had them censored. We know all that happened, and now he's showing evidence of this happening. He's revealing it. He's pulling back the curtain, revealing Oz, showing them, exposing them. I think that's what he wanted to do. The guy has made enough money. So in other words, I've made enough money. I've made enough money for 18 lifetimes. Now what can I do? What well, now what can I do? Oh, I can be the guy who exposes all of this uh, corruption. I can be the guy who brings a, a really true a, a really true as as close as you can have to a free speech platform to social media and I my legacy will then be the the, the wealthiest guy who ran these very, very profitable companies, who also did this. I think that's why he's doing I think I that's think why, that's... yes, of course, there's ego involved, but I think that's why he's doing it. No, because that is, what you've just described is nothing more than the superficial narrative that, that is, is literally being handed to you on a plate, right? When in, when in life, in any biggish no. thing, Right, whether that's yeah. a war, whether that's a political, whether that's a political yeah. story, or whether that's I don't know any big tech yeah. story, apart from this one that you can think of in the last fifteen years that ever actually just was the superficial story that the mainstream media handed you. This is never, not the story the mainstream never. media is handing us. The mainstream media is saying he's an awful, awful, awful person that he's uh, that he's a Trump lover. That he's a right wing. No, I mean the mainstream media version of this, saying that he's a knight in no shining armor. Wait a minute, but that's champion, not what the mainstream champion free no. speech. That's no. the basic. That's the basic public um, narrative that, that no. Elon Musk is literally no, playing that's the opposite. out on his own. Gator, terms. that's the opposite. Is he? That's the opposite of what the mainstream media is saying. So if you if 
No, that's just, no, you're missing the point, right? What I'm saying is that Elon Musk is his own mainstream narrative that he is putting out that the, that the, that the, that the mainstream media is engaging, actively engaging with him on is that he's saying, I'm doing this for quote unquote free speech. And that the, and the mainstream media is basically engaging him on Mm -hmm. that level, right? It it is, it is two sides of a mainstream media story, right? Now, admittedly, I agree with you. I do agree with you that um, at the moment, I'm, I welcome any evidence of wrongdoing that we're seeing at the moment, right? And, and, and the test of it is two things, how far it goes, and it needs to go all the way to the bottom of the barrel, right? If you, don't, if you think that there's something else or you can't quite tell if there's something else being withheld, right, you should always remain a bit cynical because there will be a political reason that stuff stops. Yeah. It's why, why didn't Hillary Clinton get, get banged up by uh, Donald yeah. Trump, right, when he promised mm-hmm. she would, etc. right? That's what yeah. kind of thing I'm getting at there. But also, um, he... The... Uh, what what he's doing right now, I agree. You know, the FBI is on the hook here. So what we're talking about is the, the, the possible level of this story is that the administration has outsourced the bypassing or circumvention or undermining of the First Amendment via a private corporation. And if it's doing it with Twitter, it's doing it with Google, Facebook and any other tech company, Amazon as well. It'll be doing it, these kind of things through those platforms. That's what this begins to look like under the hood, which is good. But... I don't think it's that straightforward because I don't think Elon Musk is that guy, right? He is something else. And this is, and this is, and the reason why I point this out now is because how can DNC really hate you when you are literally enabling their war? They can't, they don't really hate you. Right. And so, so what's happening here is I reckon that the parties that are on the hook, the Biden administration, Hunter Biden, Twitter executives Mm -hmm. and the FBI all know that some of the only a small number of them will ever be held to any kind of account. I understand, but that's not Elon Musk's fault. That's not Elon. No, but if he knows, if he if he plays political theater with these people and what happens, I reckon this is what's going to happen. No one in the FBI will be uh, taken down. No one in the FBI will be taken down. The FBI will say, yeah, we, we probably need to apologize. Lessons have been learned on some of these elements, but but we're not doing anything to ourselves. But that's, oh. right? In Twitter, in Twitter, you'll probably get four people out of the whole lot and they won't be senior management. They will be subsets who, who, who get mm, maybe a rap on the knuckles, but, but with corporate, corporate law protection, they won't go to jail, right? And there'll be an embarrassment situation and then what you'll be left with is a public perception that Elon Musk has cleaned up and re-engineered yeah. Twitter, right? And that will mean that more eight, more people rush in to pay their $8 a month, right, to support yeah. Elon Musk. And this is what will really be the result. Elon Musk will have simply rebranded and moved aggressively Twitter away from its idea that this is just an echo chamber. But what the users will not really understand is how much code base has really changed. And they won't understand if shadow banning still occurs. They won't understand anything. All they will see is less active censorship on the platform. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's it. Not a bit, but you say that's that, it, but I don't it, think that's, you say that's it. That's a very big thing though. That's a, yeah, but wait a second. 
So what you will have seen in tech terms is this. A guy comes in and buys an overpriced asset, which is a perception management tool, which he will use to manage the perception of him and anything else in the world that he wants later on in life. That's what Twitter is. That's what it's for. And once you own it and control yeah. it, you can charge a premium for that service to whoever politically is of interest to you who says, Elon, we want you to change the perception mm. on X or mm. Y. Right. He becomes the master of that tool further down the line. Right. But in the, but once he's bought it, he has, he says, shit, I need to I need to expand the user base to compensate for the cut down on bots and I need to increase yeah. revenue. Right. Anyway. So what I'll do is I'll do a fiery rebrand. Now, explosive rebrand, I'll, I'll, I'll expose some of this low legit, uh, low um, outcome, right? It's, it's going to be fire. The things he's showing look fiery. But if no one ends up going to jail, then there's actually not a lot to lose for these people in the real terms. Uh, yeah. So he can do this, convince the public that he's, he's the yeah. white knight and that he's massively re-engineered yeah. Twitter, and suddenly he gets a 40% increase in $8 subscriptions, yeah. right? And then Twitter goes on roughly on the I same what you're saying. code base, but a lot of what you're saying senses, is, with less A lot senses. of what you're saying is conjecture, though. A lot of what you're saying is simple conjecture. Exactly. We'll see how this of plays out. But what I'm saying is, I don't, know if that, I don't know if I agree with you that's the best way things are going to go. Yeah, but, but if I say eight, this now, you and I I've can already talk paid again in the future. We can I compare. already paid my eight dollars. Yeah, I know because you because I paid five dollars, and I have a that blue check mark. I think is worth three. I think the, so. You say it's not worth an extra three. I think it's worth three. Plus, plus, plus. There are other features they're working on. Give the guy a fucking chance. He's owned the he's owned the thing for a month, and now he's caught up in all this other crap. But I think there are other things, other features he's going to give the blue check mark people and the eight dollar feature, which is things like moving up your 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 you know your tweets have moved up. They take priority. You'll have videos you can work on. You can make vid longer videos. He's working on a lot of. If you look at the list of things, he's working on them. And people have said, "When are we going to get these? When are we going to get these?" And he says, "Relax, you'll get them." Just like I said, you get the blue check mark, you'll get everything else. So I don't think an eight dollar. I pay friggin. Netflix goes up. I think what's Netflix now? Eighty-five dollars a week. <laughs> Netflix goes up. Netflix goes up three dollars a month every year. I mean, I'm paying for the. I'm playing for like uh, no ads on YouTube, and that's twelve dollars just so I don't got to see the, the shitty ads on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So I think eight dollars is certainly worth it. And let me tell you something. If my eight dollars is going towards him keeping this company and covering all this stuff, I'm very happy with that. Hell, I think that's the most worthwhile subscription ever. I think. It's, I think okay. my eight dollars has been very well spent so far. It's been what? It'll be sixteen dollars that I've spent so far, and look at what I get for that. Okay. So wait a minute. So wait, I, you, no you're uh, you're obsessed about eight dollars, but what I'm telling you is no, 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 no. It doesn't matter the price. More matter. people will come on. You're, get, you're saying that right. you're happy. You're, what you've just said is that you're happy suffering a rate of inflation of over fifty percent. It's not over fifty. Five to eight. How is it over fifty percent? Five to eight. Well, three dollar increase is more than half of five dollars. You, you you're being ridiculous with this. this you no, are you're, you're, inflation no. of three dollars. It goes from five dollars to eight dollars. It's sixty. That's a sixty percent increase in the price of. But do you of, know of how much Netflix infl has increased since it first came on? But, but this is the point. The dollar value is not the important thing. It's the rate of change of the dollar value, which is what inflation is about, yes, isn't but, it? But Gator, so, you don't so, have to so, pay that $8. So wait a minute. Musk, but you don't have to pay the $8 to be on Twitter. I okay. know you don't, but this is my point. This is my point, right? 
is that if he wants to actually generate an increased user generated revenue stream, he has done it in two ways. He's found a way to 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 essentially engage in something that makes you believe that it's worth paying for, which is two things. The the the, the the idea, and we are we are engaged in degrees of conjecture yeah. about it, that it's somehow becoming a cleaner, freer mm -hmm. platform. You can believe that, and maybe that will be true. Time will tell. But at the same time, this changed-ish list of things you're getting for the $8. And both of those things added together mean that you are willing to accept a 60% rate of inflation on using that bar on, a, on a monthly mm -hmm. basis. Now, if I was an investor listening to this, I'd go... Fucking hell, if you can pull that off, Elon, and get a 60% rate of increase for just using yeah. the product, and then and then, you can actually get more people to pay that, then, yeah, that's quite a trick you've pulled off on your I don't think it's base. a trick. I, I don't agree with you. I don't, well, first of all, I it's, a, it's a choice. Is, no, 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 one no. Thing You're assuming people wait. are morons. It's a, it's a, of course, I, you know, I believe some people are morons, but right, it's but a, wait, a, wait a minute, Gator. It's a choice. It's a choice. And if you feel, if you believe that the platform is now worth spending that money. If you believe now, there are people on Twitter who are already saying, and it could be mind over matter, I don't know, I go on a lot, but there are people who are already saying it's a more fun place to be now. You don't have to be, you're, people, people are less afraid subjective. to say what they want, thinking, oh my God, am I going to get banned for a week? And Elon Musk is very open. He's, he's, there, there have never been, you can't go, Zuckerberg doesn't go on Facebook and interact with people and take their suggestions and, but you, and do what, two hour, okay. and do two hour live podcast with them. But, 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 they, but everything that you're saying is proving my point, right? And I'll explain why. So first on the hardware or, or the software side of things, the things that you mentioned, I have an, I have a technical background, right? To increase the length of a video that you're allowed to post on, 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 um, Mm -hmm. on a tweet will literally be changing a value or two mm -hmm. inside a database right. and it'll be a value like saying maximum duration mm -hmm. of video right. per tweet and he'll have increased it from two mm -hmm. minutes to right. 10 right that that will be all it was okay it won't have been building any more software the shit's already existing in I the know. code base the second thing about raising the priority of the blue cross tweet, that will be the same thing, right? The algo will have a value in it that says, okay, number of blue mm -hmm. tweets per tweet mm -hmm. stream, right? At what rate, at what gapping? And you just change those values, right? You literally would change them, test, run a t build a test version of it, deploy it, check it works, and then build, and build it and, and then deploy it. That would be less than a week's yeah. work in any software yeah. company, right? That's, that's the level of piece of piss that this stuff is involving in a, in a software yeah. environment, right? So it's not revelatory. The second thing that you just mentioned about, oh, people are going on saying, I think Twitter's more fun, and that, that, that Elon Musk is willing to sort of appear for a while and talk to people. The first thing is totally subjective yeah, on an individual yeah. basis and almost impossible to measure. The second thing is about marketing, right? And all of it put together is a form of marketing inside tech. And, if, and that's why I'm saying it to you, because I know that you think differently. But one day you and I will come back together and probably say, you know, I could say I'm definitely wrong about this. It's gone much further. And I actually do agree now it is mm -hmm. a better thing. But maybe you'll go fucking hell, actually. You know what? Uh, 
Elon Musk has been shown to be not that great a guy and we might maybe we'll, maybe there'll be a compromise between us. But if I say this to you and you're aware of it and you start using Twitter with a bit more cynicism yeah. or you look a little bit more for a bit more cynicism, maybe that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, but Gator, my point of view is, unless he's, a, <laughs> my point of view is, is that what he's done already has been worth it. What he's done already has been worth it. What other tech giant has done what he has just done? Over the last two weeks, he has brought more freedom. This might sound very simplistic and, uh, you know, and just idealistic, but he's bring he's brought more like freedom to this country <laughs> over the past two weeks than most politicians have done in their entire lifetime. And these are people who are supposed to d- defend the Constitution. They take oaths to defend the Constitution. Yeah, yeah I agree. He didn't I take any oath to defend I agree. the Constitution. They do. Right. At, the, at this point in time, with the superficial changes that are happening uh, on the on the ch- on the seeming reduction of co- of, of possible um, user count blocking and potential content censorship, I agree for the time being. But what is he doing from a business perspective? He's sacking censors, so he's saving. So money. what? But 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 you're he's, saying you're saying if he makes it a profitable database, he's changing but values. You're saying if he makes it a profitable, so that he can he can get a sixty percent inflationary increase in subscription How long rates, do you think? Right? And Wait, Gator, you're, what you're saying is if he makes it a profitable company, it's a bad thing. It's an evil thing. Why? I'm not saying it's bad or evil, Mike. I'm saying that if this is hap- if this is actually a, a way of looking, a valid way of looking at the business moves, yeah. What, that but he he's wants doing, to make. There's no need to try to assign good or bad to this and, and no need to, to think that Elon Musk is a white knight because you can look at this purely from a business perspective of like, mm, OK, I've got to, I've got to buy this now. I'm in a legal yeah. contract. I have yeah. to buy it. Right. I have to raise. I have to find a way to raise revenue and I have to find a way to raise average um, subscriptions and I have to find a way to shed the idea that this is a dodgy platform. Mm. And I'm going to have to face the fact that the user base is going to decrease if we if we lower the number of bots. Right. Well, the thing is, the blue check mark does the opposite of needing to cut off bots. All it does is it definitely marks up who's definitely a mm-hmm. human. But it, and, and that's actually smarter than trying to eradicate the bots, because in this in the, in the model that Twitter's keeping now, he keeps right. the bots, so the user base stays at 400 million. The, the real hard work, the real honest, honorary thing, to, uh, the honourable thing to do would be to actually remove the bots and then suffer knowing that the user base is actually only 300 million and admit that to the world and build back from there. But he's not doing that. I don't... And that's because he's not a fucking idiot when it comes to business. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I, once again, I, I like the blue check mark thing simply because of the of the uh, once again, I don't have the I don't have I, I'm not coming at this from an idea of a business mind. I'm really not. I'm coming at this as a far creative mind and a mind of freedom of expression. That's the kind of business I'm in where you can say what you want and not get canceled for it, not get destroyed for it, not get the treatment that, you know, that that people got that Hollywood types got in the 50s with the House Un-American Activities Committee, which is basically continuing on, as we know, I mean, in, in other forms now. I mean, people in Hollywood who are on the, on the right are totally blacklisted, but they're secretly blacklisted. It's not like they're out, out blacklisted on a panel. They're not called in front of a panel like they were in the 50s with McCarthy era. But yeah. so I'm, I'm coming at it more of a, of a creative mindset, a freedom of speech mindset, a First Amendment mindset. I'm not coming at it with the technical 
money, dollars and cents, you know, coding mindset that you're coming at it from, or business mindset. But what I'm saying is, well, what but I'm saying what, is, if he makes, wait a minute, what, Gator, wait a minute, Gator, wait. If Elon Musk's whole idea is, if you make something like Twitter more intended for what it was supposed to be in its purest form, which is as much free speech as you can get, as you can be, right? The more of free and open expression and not being afraid of censorship, not having one political bent, one political mindset being censored and the other being raised up, one narrative being you know, the, the prevailing narrative, anyone with a dissent is going to be squashed and destroyed. If you make it into that kind of a more free, even if it's just here, here's the thing, even if there's just a perception <laughs> that is even more of that kind of a platform, the business is going to do better. That is a better business model than what Twitter had in the past, which was censor the left, the center the right, don't care about how many bots are on there, and just let it go, all right? In other words, let's use it as, a, as an extension of the Democratic National Committee. Let's, get, let's use it to, to push our certain narrative, to push certain narratives, to push certain politicians, to win elections. Let's, let's, that business model for something like Twitter was not going to work caused it to be worth nothing, really, a lot less than he paid for it, caused all these bots to come on, and the people at Twitter didn't really give a shit about those bots. So I think what he's saying is if you make it into more of a platform, of a public forum platform, in its purest form, which is what people believed it should have been, that's going to help it become a better business. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and I think that's his intention. In the end, yes, he is a businessman. He has a business mind. He wants to make it, and he doesn't want to lose money on it. He wants to make it into a great business model, and he thinks this is the way to go about doing it, and I agree with him. And a lot of what you say of what he might do or what might happen in the future is indeed conjecture. You've agreed with me on that, and we'll have to see where that goes. But you've also literally just conceded all of my points in reflecting that he is essentially pursuing a form of business strategy that I just laid out. You've literally just conceded. But I have no problem with there. that. What is what? You, but you're making it seem like he's doing you, you're making it seem like he's do. He's he's like uh, he's pulling the wool over our eyes. I don't think he is at all. He has said he has been very open and honest about saying this will make it a better business model. Doing it this way, running it this way will make it a better business. I'm going to prove that to you. OK. And as a result of doing that, he has just jacked the price up by sixty percent. Oh God, you and your you and your inflation here. Come on, there. Do you know how well, much a stick of butter? A stick of butter. Everybody. You know, one stick of butter is a month's worth of Twitter. But you it's can't. Okay, I'm, you I'm can't fine use with that. Appeal. One stick of butter is equal to a month's worth of Twitter. Do you understand that? You can't use an appeal to um, what's the word? Uh, Appeal to hypocrisy, you know, whataboutism. Well, if butter's going up at 60% or whatever, right? Because, because, it's, because that's not, that's a logical fallacy yeah. to do yeah. that, right? So don't. I'm pointing <laughs> I'm out to you the that, there's, that there's, a, there's a businessman who's just worked out if I've now spent, and, 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 and Twitter is worth $44.5 billion because he well, just yeah, paid right. it. Yeah. That's what price I understand. Is, right? Yeah, but baseball, okay. yeah. He's just worked yeah, that way player... to get a 60% jack yeah. in the prices. Yeah. Right. That's the most important right, thing right. to remember. OK. Gator, I'm, 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 okay, I'm going to oh, I think Daniel wants to be on your take on your case here. Yeah. yeah so let cool, me see. Cool. Let's see if Daniel's going to get on your case. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Daniel, what's up? You're back. I, I'm back. I'm back. 
Yeah, hopefully you got that joke. <laughs> yes, I got this. Oh my God, are you going to open with a joke all the time now? Is that your new thing? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to make you laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to largely just be echoing what, what you you, is, you had said, and, and it's that you know back in the day when we could trust our media far more than we can now, when when we didn't have this. Um, rampant um, mercenary journalism that is occurring right now. Um, back in that day, it was a business and it still is a business. And they, back in that day, they, their product was trust. Mm -hmm. And they, they got advertisers to advertise with them based on the trust that they established. If Elon Musk, as I was saying the other day, pulls off what we hope he pulls off, he's going to do two things. Two great things. He's going to make himself a, a, a ton of money, and he is going to improve freedom of speech in this right. country, and he's going to improve the um, trustworthiness of our yeah. media, and and those are huge things. And if it costs more to do that, I am totally willing to pay. I'll pay fifty dollars a month if we can have a media that is trustworthy mm -hmm. again. Are you wait? Are you are you, are you waiting to pay the eight dollars? Because I know you haven't. So you. What's that? Are you waiting to pay the eight dollars? Because I notice you haven't. You know. Oh, well, I just don't really care about the blue check. Well, you said it's worth fifty dollars a month. So pay you eight dollars to give yeah. the guy a little well, bit of fucking money. He just he just laid out forty four billion out of his wallet. You know, I figure let's yeah. let's get him started on the. You know, how how much do you think he's made back so far? You you make a good point there. I just haven't been thinking about the eight bucks <laughs> at all. Uh, it's just not something that's you need in that my blue mind. Check mark, man, you need you, you, at you, all. It's, it mean my black, black and white check mark. mark. Yes, on your, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need that. That's a very big thing. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate what Iggy's saying or Gator. I'm not sure <laughs> what he wants to be called, um, but um, I always, always appreciate hearing his opinion. But you know. Um, I really don't. I really don't care about the business side of things. If he can get give me what what I want, and that is, and 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 this is something that is very beneficial to our society and our country, and that is a, a more responsible media um, that is uh, is trustworthy once again, or someplace or someplace at least approximating how much we could trust our media approximately 40 mm -hmm. years ago. If he can give us that or, or even far better then Hey, then he deserves every bit of money he's going to be making out of it because we are going to get something variable, very valuable in return. And that's what business is all about. It's all about trying to give somebody what they need and then you give them back what they need. And, and that's that's what the exchange is about. And that's why when we make these transitions and transactions in grocery stores, the both the, the payer and the uh, recipient of payment usually say thank you to each yeah. other. Yeah. Because everyone's getting what right. they want. Yeah. I think, once again, I, I understand people looking at it and, like, there are people like Gator out there who – who who are looking at it from you know what is his what's his agenda what's his ultimate agenda he's a billionaire and he's not a dumb guy he's a very smart guy his agenda can't just be about free speech right his agenda can't well but his his main agenda can be about free speech like i said if you've got all these companies that are worth a lot of money that's the right, product right that's the product that's, exactly if that's the product that right. sells then, right. then then that's what he's going to do and and if that's what we want then we should wish him well in his endeavor.
I, I agree 100%. I, I agree 100%. And I also don't know where this is all going to go. I don't know. I don't exactly. know where it's going to go. None right. I have no idea where None this is going to go. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and if it looks like Musk is going to deliver us, uh, is, is going to talk up uh, delivering us a Rolls Royce and then delivering us a lemon, then yeah, the first sign that we get of that, we should all pull out our support. Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, there's, there's great dangers in developing these, um, sorry, uh, developing these uh, cults of personality. And, and we should all be aware of that. And I think that's one of uh, Iggy's main points, um, whether he's making that uh, explicitly or not. We should all be aware of these, these cults of personality. But I think we're, we're, we're all enough aware, aware enough of this that, um, yeah, if, he's, if it looks like he's straying from the goal that we want him to obtain, which is a, a far better media than we presently have, then, yeah, definitely pull out, hurt, hurt him as much as we can for, 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 for doing this to us. You know, um, that's, you know that's, that's the choices that we all have and the choices that we should make. Anyway, I'm kind of just echoing what you were saying, you know, all the power to him if he can give us what we want. And, and, and if it's affordable to us, if it's what we want to pay for it, great. We're all getting what we want out of the transaction. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, Andy. Yep. Appreciate it. Okay, yep. we're going to go to William, and we're going to go to Loki. William. How you doing, William? Hey, Mike. Can you hear me okay? Hey, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, interesting. I mean, uh, Elon banned Garland Nixon. Um, supposedly gave him a permanent ban. Garland made some. The, Garland's anti-war. I don't know if you know Garland Nixon was mainstream media senior police officer, anti-war platform mm -hmm. now, YouTube guy, and he made some comment about. Uh, I'd have to review it, but regarding what he sees as a hypocrisy with, in the context of having uh, Ukraine uh, information from some of the say, more far-right, Nazi-type uh, uh, members uh, posting things on Twitter. Um, and so anyway, so he banned Garland. And, of course, I, I put a, a, in the live chat, Garland covers it in his YouTube. And then he banned um, Jackson Hinkle, um, another fellow who's Scott Ritter had gotten banned. Um he wouldn't reinstate Alex Jones. I mean, I think free speech is free speech. I, and my position is there's federal case laws on free speech, which always turns over any state uh, decision. Yeah. You know, um, there's the Brandenburg versus Ohio. There's New York Times versus Sullivan. There's the Westboro Baptist Church. And some of the verbiage in some of those cases was extremely racist. Yeah. You follow me? And um, yeah. yet... Free speech. What's the remedy for free speech? More speech. People being able free speech. Yeah, but right. And but so, there is there's a limit. You can't ahead, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You know, I mean, there there are there, no. You know, but, there are limits to free speech. And I, and I, in other words, here's the thing. Also, he's the owner now, right? So the owners, the owner of any business, can say, you know, you get out of here. I don't want you in my business. And you can't legally. They have the right to do that. Like like with masking. I've talked about that before, right? I, I don't believe in masking, and I think it's bullshit. And I'd rather not give my business to anyone who who decides that I need a mask to go in their their business. But let's say it's mandated again, and businesses comply in places like L.A. and New York and San Francisco, which many will. And I walk into the business without a mask on, and the owner tells me you must leave. I have to leave. 
That's his business. He might be an asshole. What he's doing is absolutely wrong. And I, sh I, I shouldn't want to spend money in that business anyway, but I have to leave. So the owner gets to decide that, right? We reserve the right. You see that in the signs in businesses, right? We, we deserve the right to deny, you know, service to anybody we want. And that's true. So if Musk feels that some people go way over the line, crossing into areas that the, 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 the Congress, that our, our legislators, our lawmakers have already made basically illegal on the books, such as violent speech towards someone, inciting a riot, you know, uh, a, a direct violent threat towards someone, to someone's life and liberty, that kind of thing. He's allowed to say, I don't want that person on my platform. And the the thing I, I've seen a little bit about, some people have asked him about Alec Jones, and he would have to answer, I don't want to put words in his mouth. But he said something like, no, I won't. I, he goes over that line when he talks about, when he, when, he, when, he ventures into, when he ventures into child abuse, which is what he feels he did. Okay, wait, 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 when he ventures into child whoa, abuse whoa, whoa. First by of all, saying that these, these, these children were not real kids. These children were... These okay. children were, 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 were crisis actors. These children didn't really die. And that, that crosses a line for Musk. And I, I can't say he's... Wait, 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 you're taking things out of context. First of all, free speech laws, there are, are one thing, the case laws in federal. There are laws against threatening people. There are laws that people can be prosecuted for, for breaking the law. You know, like you said, that... That's a separate issue. What I'm talking about when we get to Alex Jones in a minute, Garland Nixon and Jackson Hinkle are anti-war. They're, they're perceived as being pro-Russian, right? They're not. They're just anti-war, and they're citing that the C-14, the Azov Battalion, Bandera, it's not neo-Nazis. It's a Nazi group. If we had that in our U.S. military, in fact, there's reports going back several years of all the mainstream media uh, against money being supplied to Ukraine because of those Nazi groups. So, so for Garland to state a case or Jackson Hinkle now, now what's changed? The, the public perception. Yeah. Public perception is important. But the thing about a platform that becomes a public square, it becomes, whether it be Facebook, which I've been banned from, whether it's been Twitter, who wouldn't post my first post, whether it's Telegram that banned me, you know, now I'm on mm -hmm. calling. Now, you know where I'm coming from on most things. I'm not on the left or right. I'm down the middle on most yeah. things. And and yet I've gotten banned from three platforms. Now, when you say also, okay. William, Bill, when you say Musk ban people, there are still – he's only been there for a month. And there are still – I've seen people go on there and say, hey, why don't you put this person back on? He's put He just did an amnesty where he let like a lot of people back on, thousands and thousands of people. There are certain people who have not, through the algorithms or whatever the, the structure is there, have not been, their, their accounts haven't been reactivated. So people send to him. They say, hey, Pete McCullough, hey, uh, this guy, put him back on. Right, what are you doing so, with so those it's, people? It's all going to take time. So you're saying he banned people. Okay, yeah. But I don't know if that's true. No, he recently, just not, no, recently no, 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 he, he just last no, week, he, he banned Garland. Wait, did he, but did, no, no, he banned, did, did Musk come out himself and say, I banned these people? Garland Nixon got a permanent, supposedly a permanent ban from Twitter just last no, week. No, but what I'm saying is he's one person, Elon Musk. He, I don't know these people you're talking about. I'm on there all the time, man. 
I'm I'm really I have this podcast I do five nights a week. I don't know these people you're talking about, Bill. I'm serious. I, I've never heard them before. Charlotte I understand Hudson. you know them, but what I'm saying is Elon Musk is one person. The algorithms are still in there. That when certain keywords are seen by the models, the computers, the robots, they they ban people. They 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 suspend their accounts. Elon Musk he, he's not the he's not going to know every single person. He's not going to be able to to look at every single person this happens to and put them back on right away. But the thing about Elon Musk is that you can send him that person's profile and say, can you please look at this? Can you please look at this and put this person back on? He's done that for several people. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. And he doesn't know half these people. He doesn't know them. He doesn't know every single person out there. Yet when someone, when someone puts it to his attention that this person should not have been suspended, he looks at it. And he says, okay, yeah, okay, fine. They're back on. You know, so I don't think you can blame him. He's only been there for a month. It's going to take a long time to figure out some of these algorithms and to get rid of them or to change them. But what I'm saying is he's very open to putting people back on if they haven't crossed those lines that he has talked about. So. Okay, we'll see what happens. With Garland Nixon and Jackson Like I said, I, I swear to you, Bill, I've uh, never heard well, of either of them. And I'm, I'm really tuned in, man. I'm, I'm tuned then, in. Then, you know I'm tuned in, right? So, Well, neither of them are banned off YouTube. All right, I'm just saying, maybe they're he's never YouTube. heard of them either. And he just... Right, right. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't mean to put you on the defensive. Right. I'm just saying that the, these guys have YouTube channels. You know, if they were that far out there, they, they would have been off YouTube a long time ago. Do you yeah. follow me? So... Like all the good doctors you're talking about got See, banned those, off those are the guys I'm really, I'm really you know tuned I mean? into so, the doctors. I, I know them. You know, that right, COVID, COVID was my thing. You know, you're 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 much more tuned in. I have to admit, you're much more tuned into the whole Ukraine Russia thing than I am. I am. You know, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I yeah. have you here because you 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 know you bring a lot of things to light. But there are plenty of people, I, including myself on Twitter who go after Zelensky and, and look there. Look at how many people are going after this ridiculous. We'll talk about this tomorrow. The Time Magazine, Man of the Year. I mean, oh, right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. But there are so many people going after that and saying we're bullshit and they're not getting banned. You know, so I, I think that, and I criticize Ukraine all the time. I talk about the money, bullshit, I talk about all that. I talk about how we shouldn't, you know, I, I, I talk about all, I've never been banned for that kind of stuff. And I see a lot of comments on there that are very anti-Zelensky, very anti-Ukraine, even pro-Putin. And they don't get banned. These accounts don't get banned. So it's just a weird algorithm thing, man, where if you say a certain thing, I've done it before where I've, I've said things that I have no idea why I was banned. And I look at it and I go, what, what is this? And it, it's just a computer model misperceiving what I said. And But in the old days, there was no way you, you'd put in like this appeal and no one would ever look at it. Now you have the owner looking at it. it, it it's insane. I mean, it's really amazing, an amazing thing. You have the actual owner. There's no way you can you can you can send something to Zuckerberg on in Facebook and say, Mark, can you please unban this person? I mean, Zuckerberg would not even give you the time of day. But you can do that with Elon Musk, and I think that is an amazing thing. I hope that continues. You know, he seems to be more obsessed with tweeting than than even me and other people, <laughs> you know. So uh, I think he generally loves his product. He likes using his own product. Zuckerberg rarely uses his own product. You know, Elon Musk loves, he was a big, in other words, Elon Musk was a, a Twitter fan. He was very prominent on Twitter before he owned Twitter. Zuckerberg has owned Meta or Facebook from day one. So it's a whole different dynamic. This is a fan who bought Twitter. It would be like me buying the Yankees. 
right? I'm a fan of them. I've been a fan of the New York Yankees. Then all of a sudden I'm a billionaire and I buy them. It's a totally different situation. So I think you have to give him a little bit of time. He's not going to know everybody. But I don't think it's right to say he banned this person because he didn't. You know, he's you know he's not looking at every tweet every day. You know, so. No. No. I want to touch on get other callers. I just want to touch on, if we have Go another ahead. minute or so, the, what's called the Smith. Have you heard of the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012 that was built into the national, uh, no. uh, what is it, the NDAA? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, I put a link in the live chat. I stumbled on this, and I was shocked. Uh, a thumbnail version. The Smith-Munt Act was passed in 1948. You know, our overseas uh, propaganda that continues to go out through certain radio waves and whatnot happened throughout the war. And, you know, in other words, that was still given the green light in 1948, but that none of that would be happening domestically, that our media would not act on behalf of the State Department to propagandize the American public. You follow me? That, That... Right. Well, in 2012, the Smith Munt, they call it Modernization Act, which should be called the Propaganda Act, gave the green light for our media to propagandize the United yeah. States public. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I copied it, some text off. It's only a couple of short paragraphs. Um, and yes, our government is also now allowed to create propaganda tailored specifically for U.S. public consumption using our media as it sees Mm -hmm. fit while remaining anonymous as a source of the material being reported. This covert activity by our government is State Department Public Diplomacy and Public Affairs Department uh, can only occur with uh, corporate media's full complicity. So this has been in effect the Obama assignment. Okay. And um, hold on a second. It just jumped because somebody added to it. It's a little more. Uh, for which it is, uh, it's well compensated. They get compensated through our tax dollars to do this, my friend. It's unbelievable. Right. For which it is well compensated thanks to tax dollars appropriated by the Smith Modernization Act. It means that uh, when our government's propaganda is presented, we the American people, uh, to we the American people as news, we are um, none the wiser. In other words, the the mainstream media viewership has gone, you know, tanking. But it doesn't really matter because they're being subsidized by our tax yeah, dollars and support right. of mainstream media. It's it is, unbelievable. It is, it's, it's totally unbelievable. Really, this is like. Fascism. There's no other way to. What else yeah. do you call it? You sometimes, know what I mean? sometimes that word has to be used. You know, it's it's, it's, it's overused and it's used in the wrong way. And it's, it's it's usually what I've found lately is a lot of fascists call other people fascists when they're the ones who are fascists. The left likes to do that, right? They like to talk. They'll, they'll talk about you know, like Trudeau will call will call Putin a fascist when Trudeau's a fascist. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know we see we kind of see it all the time. We see we see a lot of people on the left calling Trump and people on the right fascists. And you say, well, wh- wh- how? 
Why? Because they, they talk powerfully? Because he's an alpha male? Why is he a fascist? He tweets nasty? He tweets he tweets mean? Is that fascism? Or is fascism saying you must close your you must close your store until I tell you you can open it? You must muzzle your face until I tell you you can take it off. You must get this experimental vaccine or you can't support your family. I guess that's not fascism, huh, Bill? Incredible. I believe it is. I, I want to ask you, Mike, because we were talking a little about the the Nazi battalions. Um, how do you feel about Kanye, or these called what, yay now, being uh, banned uh, from Twitter? Do you think that's appropriate with the comments he made? I don't know exactly. Made, um, I, I saw a little bit of it, but I saw he was... Um... He put yeah. a swastika within the Star of David or something like that, right? So you can see yeah. that as violence, right? Because the, the, the Nazis killed Jews. So I, I can see that as violence. I can see that as inciting violence. You're putting the swastika, which was Nazis. They killed millions of Jews inside the Star of David, basically implying that that should happen again. I can understand that. That's the way Musk saw it. He's the owner. and he has the way. Kanye Weston, first well, of all, I, he's, a gonna... nut. He's, a fuck, he's a fucking mm. nut. Maybe I'd allow a nut job to be on so everyone can see what a nut job he is. But the guy just did an interview with Alex Jones, was it, where he, he, he likes right. Nazis and Jews. He likes everything. How do you like Nazis and Jews? I like Nazis and Jews. I like Hitler and I like uh, Eli Wiesel. It doesn't make it, the guy's the lunatic. The guy is not mental. He's, not, he's insane. He's not a sane person. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, once again, I think he was allowed to say a lot of shit on Twitter. He was never banned but I think when he started to do the Nazis and the swastika and the Jews thing, I think that was probably too much for for. I'm not going to argue with on that. I'm just curious because, again, the argument other people will make and have made is, well, we have actual battalions in the Ukraine uh, military that wear swastikas and uh, had certain patches yeah. that relate back to Bandera's movement and have tattoos and pa 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 and they're clearly um, some people call them neo-Nazis and, and so so in other words there's a contrast there it's like well then what's is it, what, there needs to be some consistency yes no I don't know I, I again <laughs> this is all happening yeah. Yeah, I, I, so it's open for discussion yeah, I don't you know, know why people have to go yeah. I don't know there's so much you can say and so much you can do, especially now, hopefully, with Twitter. I, I don't know why you have to go. I think people are really trying to push it now, right? I think people are doing it on purpose. They're trying to push it so Elon Musk bans them so they can say, ha, he's full of shit. But you know what? When people go through certain – when people just want to be be assholes like that, fuck them. I, I, don't, I don't really care about Ye West anymore. I don't. I don't. You know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of West. I just was curious what if you knew anything yeah. about it. I'd like to make a closing comment regarding the Alex Jones. Yeah, just real matter. quick, because I want to get to Loki and Greg, and we got to wrap the show. Yeah, I know. Um, I see Loki there. Hey, Loki. Um, you know the claims uh, within the first two three years of the incident within the statute of limitations for uh, damages and defamation. It's two to three years in Connecticut, respectively. So during that time. There were a lot of people from professors, um, I get James Tracy, Florida Atlantic University, tenure professor in media and ethics. There was James Fetzer, who was 30-odd year philosophy professor, U.S. Marine Corps mm -hmm. officer. Um, Wolfgang Haubig, Florida State Trooper, um, retired school principal yeah. and a school safety expert. There were a lot of people who were digging into that matter, questioning what happened, just like we would question Yavaldi. Right. 
And so that's what was happening. In fact, David Knight, who used to work for InfoWars and Dave, but the Bondi, no, yeah, the Bondi, I may mispronounce yeah. that. I've seen it spelled Bidandi and the Bondi. I'm not sure which way it is, which is first D or B. But anyway, they did an interview following a FOIA hearing where the, the, the FOIA request hearing, every document that was requested was either obstructed or altered, including dash cam video from the Sandy Hook police and the state police and the mm -hmm. school board. And so there was, why was that happening? There was a lot of questions. You can find that interview. I use Yandex as a browser where I find all this still. It was on YouTube, okay? So in other words, if you were reporting on a story like Uvalde and like what went on there, you know, the, to be honest with you, when I watch that, that coverage, I just see people doing reporting and, uh, and questioning. Yeah. And so I think, some of what we, so a lot of times things get spun up in a way that may be mischaracterized. Because I, ha, now I'm not, I want to say I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I'm not saying this because I'm beating the fan for Alex Jones. I don't watch Alex Jones. Yeah, you follow me? But I got interested, I got interested based on a legal, because I studied the law and I fought my own lawsuits and I, you know, I was tied up in the courts as a pro se litigant. Yeah. And, uh, do you think, do you think for Alex about Jones five is a years. guy who likes to say these extreme things because it makes him money? When we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Elon Musk no, no, and, and no. nefarious reasons for doing things. Do you think he, that that Alex Jones just saw this niche where he could be this guy who just says these extreme things and people, and, and he's able to talk, he's able to to um, uh, awaken a certain aspect of this society that likes him a lot and follows him, and he's done all this to build an empire. I mean, the guy's become a multimillionaire. Actually, he's a billionaire. I mean, I, I think. Well, yeah, I think. I, I don't think okay. he's. I don't. I don't think he's done it to uh, expose the deep state. Well, what his motives are, we don't know. But but just let me go back to that. Within that two to three year period, you had even beyond that, you had these people appearing, being interviewed, interviewing one another. And it's not, they had no malicious intent. They were literally trying to figure out what happened and distill it out. So that was, and, and again, um, I can put the, uh, FOIA hearing, uh, uh, video that where David Knight covered it and Dan DeBondi, uh, for InfoWars. And there's no malicious intent there. They had a FOIA hearing. They subpoenaed documents. I say they, I, I mean, Wolfgang Halbig, the, retired Florida State Trooper, principal, school safety expert. And they were completely stonewalled. In fact, the timestamp on the dash cam from the uh, cruiser, timestamp, date, uh, cruiser number, and officer were all removed on the copy they got. That that is That is tampering with evidence. I mean, you know, there's a lot that went on there that gave rise for, to questioning. And I think that's been, when I saw that FOIA hearing, Emails, they, everything they subpoenaed was, they didn't have it, supposedly. Yeah, there, there the school, what, yet the town was, 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 had all the records. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that happen. There are a lot of so, things that happen with a lot of complicated cases that don't look right. It doesn't mean it's fake. It doesn't mean the whole thing is fake. Look, 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 I'm no, not saying, wait, what's going on in, that's not my right, point. Look what's going on in Idaho, right? With, with those four kids that were stabbed. I mean, it's a month. This guy goes into this this very rural community, stabs four kids in the middle of the night, blood all over the place. It means he left with blood dripping all over him. 
Four weeks later, they have no idea who it is. Forty FBI agents are brought in. Does that does this does this like rub the right? Does, does this not does this seem on the level? No, but it it could be right. But I mean, it's just there are a lot of things that happen that are just not explainable, or there are things that are going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to, and that that's something that rubs us the wrong way as well. You know. So uh, once again, yeah. I, oh, what? I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is, like, if you look at the Uvalde case, even the mayor of Uvalde came out and access said he thinks he's being lied to. So part of him reporting and Absolutely. investigating yeah. is getting sources, yeah. you know, getting trying to get corroborating right. sources, and that's a process. Absolutely. Do you follow me? Yeah. And so... No, absolutely. Sorry? I follow you, yeah. 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 So So there was a lot of... In other words, it wasn't just Alex Jones. Like I said, there were other people that I've cited and that's on record. So, you know, I, I, again, I'm not an Alex Jones fan. I, I do like, he did host Peter McCullough. Sure. That's where I started listening to Alex Jones. Cause I learned about him on telegram through Maria Z, yeah. Z media, who sometimes hosts the fourth yeah. hour. And I'm like, Oh, he interviewed Peter well, I McCullough. Think good things he's done. Well, I, 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 I love when on. he was going after Hillary Clinton and exposing Hillary Clinton. I mean, Yes. Look, I'm not saying everything he's done is just to get, you know, to get the cheap views and hits. There's there's a lot of stuff there because of what he does that he uncovers some interesting stuff. And he and he goes oh, in directions yeah. the mainstream media won't go in. But there's also, I think, a big part of yeah. him that knows there is a certain section of this society that he was able to tap into. And I'm talking about the, the, the kind of loonies out there. There are there are some lunatics out there. And and he was able to carve out a little niche in which he's done very, very well for himself financially. But the problem when you do that is you, you tend to hurt some people along the way. And I think he's hurt some people along the way. And I think that's the problem, especially well, with the same I, thing. You go too far sometimes, you know? Um, you go too far. Well, for, to, uh, first of all, I again, I have different perceptions on it. We can agree to disagree. He did apologize. He did, he did say he was wrong at one point. Uh, regarding his... Uh, style. Let's not forget, you, you mentioned Howard Stern. Back in the late 80s and early 90s, the shock jocks in New York, because I grew up yeah. in Connecticut, they were on the yeah. airwaves, WABC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had Howard Stern, you had, um, I'm thinking of Imus mm-hmm. in the Morning, you had, uh, who's the fellow who the president gave the Freedom Award? Uh, Rush That's Limbaugh. Not, yeah. Rush right? Limbaugh, they, they, Rush Limbaugh they, they, the guy I work with, WABC. Stern and, wasn't it? Stern oh, and, and uh, Imus were never on WABC, but but how obviously? Oh, you were with WABC at those times, and when did Rush come in? Like late eighty, early nineties? I think originally late. he started late eighties, and I was there from ninety to ninety six. Yeah, uh, I knew Rush very well. I I talked to him every day when I was there for six years. So yeah. you you anchored a WABC uh, hour? Did you have, or were you a writer, I, or I, what I, were you doing? I, I was primarily. I did. I was the studio director for the show after Rush. It was called the, the Bob Bob oh, Brand Show. He was a local guy, and I, uh, I, I. Oh, so was there a show that followed Rush's hour or, or several hours, however long it was, yeah, and the, you were I, the next. The, Bob did the afternoon drive, and I, I did his show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, afternoon drive. So that's yeah, basically yeah. So Rush did his show like uh, I believe if I remember it was like it was like noon to three, and that was in one studio, and then Bob did three to seven in another studio. So that's how I knew Rush, because I was there during those hours that Rush was on. I never worked on Rush's show, but I, I knew Rush. And then I worked on the show after. Wasn't Bob a lot more moderate? No, Bob was he wasn't more. as oh, right-wing as no, Rush. No, Bob was right? more. 
Uh, Bob was Bob was um, extreme. Bob was a Republican, a, a, a true staunch. Cons- oh, okay. He was I'm a staunch conservative, else. but he was a local talent. He wasn't national, so his stuff was his stuff was uh, in the nineties in New York, as you know, it's coming back now. Race and crime were very big issues in the nineties. You know, with David Dinkins and Giuliani and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was Bob's angle most of the time. So you know, Bob talked about race oh. and crime and all that. You know, so um, you know many. Many people on the left would call Bob a, an incredible racist. I mean, there were things that I love Bob, and there were things that Bob said on the air in the mid '90s that if he said any one of those things now, he'd be totally canceled and fired. It's amazing how things have just changed right. since the '90s, Bill. They really yeah, have. Yeah. But I love that. I mean, that's that's the free, and that that was Bob saying the free and open exchange of ideas and opinions, and that is gone right. now. And that's maybe that maybe that's why people understand how much I. I'm, I'm I'm on the side of Elon Musk right now, you know, because I think we need to bring that back again. We need to bring that back in where people aren't so easily offended and can't say, well, I'm offended. Therefore, I'm canceling you. You know, I'm, I'm offended by what you said. Therefore, I'm going to destroy you because I'm offended by it. That has to end at some point. That just has to end. Don't you think? I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, we obviously uh, have in, into a, a time where things have to change. They become Orwellian, the way they censored all the good doctors and um, the way they, I mean, let's face it, Chris Hedges, Pulitzer Prize winning um, journalist who told the truth about Iraq, and he ended up on RT because no one would, no one would put him on the mainstream media anymore. Exactly. What did he do? He just told the truth? 100%. You know? Bill, let me, let me let you go. I'm gonna, I got... Oh, okay, sure. Thanks yeah. For calling. Always good, good talking, talking to you. To you right, Loki, Loki, I know you've been waiting for a while. We're going to be the wrap. We have to wrap the show up. It's going on way too long. But go ahead. What do you what do you want to say? Sure. So I, I guess I'll just spit it out. I, was, I had uh, I had some criticisms of Elon, but not really as coming so far from the from the Twitter angle, because that remains to sure. be seen for yeah. the most part in my in my brain. But from what you're saying, it seems like it's it's been an improvement from what it was because I've never used Twitter. You never you, you've never, but, um, you, you, okay, you've never so used I'm, Twitter, really? Oh my god! No, no, it seemed like a dumpster fire from the references I've seen on other social media. Like it, you know, you do need a town square, but then you know, it just. It's kind of, you know, just, I guess, you know, human behavior, sure. like not just because a bunch of people are saying it doesn't mean it's right. No, it's just, And, you know, you, you have to have the right process to come to correct conclusions. You know what I mean? And it's not screaming and shouting. And, no, you know, if, if every, if uh, every adult, well, if every adult had critical thinking abilities, they could disseminate the information they want to believe and not believe. That's it. You know, it's a bit, but that's the natural right. thing of a, of a public forum. You know, it's like you could just, in the idea of Twitter, a lot of comments quickly, right? Just a lot of comments quickly and you have to just yeah and, and that's kind of like that's too add that's too <laughs> it um, is. What do you call it? short-term attention oh. for my brain and the same with tiktok it's not like always necessarily like what's on it it's how fast it is it's like nobody can like like how how can you hold other functional thoughts or have like a long-term plan in your head when like something's changing in front of your face every few seconds yeah. but anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on I just I was writing these down as you were talking to Iggy mostly, but um, so okay, uh, you were you were you were mentioning about the Hunter Biden laptop and how you know more information was dredged on that. Like, yeah, I can 
I, I think that's not really Elon Musk exposing what do you call it? The, the Russia gate and the laptop and Hillary Clinton's dirty work. Like there was people already doing that. There was Max Taibbi there, or sorry, Matt Taibbi, Max Blumenthal. Yep. There was like other journalists that, that were, you know, exposing this stuff, not because necessarily they were pro Trump or anything, but because they just, you know, they caught, they caught the mainstream media with their pants down and they're just showing that it's not fact. These things they're saying were not factual. And, um, Let's see, where should I jump to now? Um, and Elon is, you know, I don't know, he's like the, I guess, technically the richest man in the world or close to it. So like, how, like, how, how can we take someone like that for, you know, for their word, they're going to say what makes them money or like what creates the, what do you call it? The behavior that, that makes them money. And I, I believe, you know, because of but, Elon, you know, I don't, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him because of his sta his own statements. Or was it we'll coup who he wants? And, you know, I know that he's actively working with other other tech giants and the military industrial complex to take over cobalt mines, you know, across no the world through the through the usual austerity measures that that are practiced by the World Bank and the uh -huh. U.S. and stuff. And it's to bring a globalist agenda of, uh, you know, the quote unquote greenwashing, because it's not really a, a green. It's not really a green type of agenda. It's uh, it's an agenda that puts money into the pockets of the government and the contractors, including Elon and Tesla would be making a lot of batteries for these, what do you call it? These smart cities or green cities. So he's a part of, in the, in the long, in the long game, he's trying to take away Loki, our any, freedoms. Loki, Loki, basically. Any, any criticism of Elon Musk is fine. As long as it doesn't stem from his exposing the left, his exposing the collusion between the former management of Twitter and the DNC and the Biden administration. In other words, any I'll believe you that you believed all this stuff about Elon before he ever bought Twitter and your criticisms of Elon Musk were what they were before his venture into Twitter. That's fine. I, I think that's all on the level and fine. I might not agree with them, but I don't think that, in other words, when you see the mainstream media piling on him, when you see the city of San Francisco piling on him, and we know it's because right. of what he's just done over the last month, that's my problem. That's my problem. Yeah, well, not to say that he won't ruffle the feathers of other people, but it doesn't mean that they don't collude kind of in the in the same system overall. Like we're still running, you know, they all still use the Federal Reserve. Like Elon's not calling for a, a what do you call it, like a like for Internet as a public utility or something. He's not really he's not calling for anything that would make like a substantial change. He's improving Twitter, which is, hey, great. But for like one of the richest people in the world, I don't think he's that ambitious at all because of you know, the potentiality. Hey, we, none, of look at the potential done. of what we could have done with the Internet. And we haven't. Right. We basically used it. for We basically well, we, we basically right. have used it for porn. That's that's the biggest accomplishment. Well, yeah, that's on the internet is pornography. Yeah. You know, that's human nature, though, right? You know, that's the way. Right, but that's not all humans, though. Like, that's the you know, of course, the majority of humans are gonna you know, not that every, like just because there's porn doesn't mean like everyone's beating off twenty four seven, <laughs> except you know, a few a few teenagers. But um. <laughs> But, but the the thing is, people have actively tried to you know make make these 
you know, things that would benefit society more, like take on projects like that, you know, through the internet and the internet itself was, you know, kind of this project, although it was also a project of the military industrial complex too, you know, for communications mm -hmm. and such, but it's, it, it, I guess it was kind of both, but yeah, like I said, my, my point, like, even if Elon gives people more freedom on Twitter like in in the long run, he's yeah. still working hand in hand with with globalist forces whose long long game is to force us into whatever living system they you know bet they make money off of basically you know like it's come to the point where even they're even like pushing a lot of smart people out especially if the smart people don't yeah. agree with them because they they'd rather they'd rather it's called controlled opposition like if you're an idiot and you disagree with them yeah sure let that guy speak up let trump speak up let you know you know let let alex jones you know play that news clip from alex jones you know because we're thinking oh you know they've been censored on this program this platform or that platform like yeah but the news still talks about them there's there's people the real censorship happens when they just fucking ghost people like that shit just goes sure. dark. That's, that's when they really, that's real. That's the real suppression of information. You know, they, they act like you don't even exist. Loki, Loki you know I have to let mean? you go. We have time for one more call. I'm going to go to Greg. Loki, thanks for, thanks for Take calling. I appreciate it. I really do. Okay. Hold yep. on. Let me go to, okay. Last caller of the day is Greg. Oh, I see a blue and yellow fist. I know what I'm going to get. What's up, Greg? Yes, I'll try to be nice about it. Go ahead. You don't have to be nice. It's one thirty in the morning Pacific time, four thirty in the morning Eastern time. So, I just think, uh, like when you have a caller, like an earlier really? caller, mention Ukraine and like um, spout some some smears of Ukraine, it's really your responsibility to push back on it a little bit. Go ahead. You know? what do you want to do? Like, um, say go what? ahead. No, go ahead. Um, you know this, this this whole Ukrainian Nazi thing is it's directly from the Kremlin, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a total insult to Ukraine, the total insult to a country that's led by a Jewish president whose grandfather was killed by actual actual German mm -hmm. Nazis, you know, not his grandfather, but his the the rest of his grandfather's family. His grandfather was the only mm -hmm. survivor, and it's just it's just maddening to have people come in to spew this stuff when this country is fighting to survive its very existence, you know? And I wish you could just push back a little bit on that stuff. It's it's so ridiculous. It's so debunked. It's been so debunked. You know, there's more, way more Nazis in Russia than there are in Ukraine, and there's an entire... Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. I just think you should push back a little bit. You think I should push back a little bit? Yeah, you know, when people come spewing disinformation I I, I, on your I program. Think, uh, my, my take is that people in this country don't actually, most people in this country don't actually know the total dynamic between the UK and Russia, but automatically too many people in this country take the side of the anti. No, once again, it's like this Trump derangement syndrome here and this Putin derangement syndrome. You have to be against everything Trump says, and you have to just reflexively be against everything Putin says and does without knowing any facts whatsoever. You have to just go along I mean, the majority is on your side, Greg. I don't know what you're mad about. The majority is on your side. The majority of Congress is going to give them billions and billions of dollars as much as they want with zero oversight as to where they're spending it. My problem with the Ukraine, as I see it, I'm not, I'm say I'm not a political expert. I'm not an expert on, on Eastern Europe and, and their relationship through the years 
and their 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 likes and dislikes and hatreds for each other. But what I do understand is that what does rub me the wrong way is a guy like Zelensky becoming a celebrity. I have a problem with a guy like Zelensky while supposedly your country is being destroyed, while your people are being killed and pillaged and raped. You're going on GQ with your wife and you're doing photo shoots and you're meeting celebrities and Ben Stiller and you're doing photo ops. That's what I have a problem with. I don't. And, and him himself has he's a, he's a millionaire. He's not a poor guy. He lives quite well while the people in this country do not and are supposedly being destroyed and killed and, and pillaged. So that's my that's my point of view. So I'm not necessarily going to push back against people who say that there are Nazis that exist in in the Ukraine. Now, on that whole idea of Putin doing this, because he says there are Nazis there and he's trying to cleanse everything, that's bullshit. It's not his job. There are Nazis everywhere. There are Nazis. There might be Nazis in the Ukraine. There are Nazis here. There are Nazis in France. There are Nazis in Russia. It's not to me. It's not Putin's job to cleanse the world of Nazis. I think that's a bullshit reason. Okay, so thank you for no, saying that. Well, of thank course, you for saying no, no, it's no. Bullshit. But I'm saying I, I see, but I'm saying I think there's a lot of bullshit on both sides. I don't see it as a black and white issue, as so many Americans do, and so many politicians do. I think there's a lot of gray areas there. And well, thank God that um, the majority support Ukraine, and thank God for those weapons. We're well, sending the majority, the majority is often wrong. Russian the majority ass. like the majority think, is often wrong. Uh, the majority like a lot of things in this country that have been bad over the last three years. You know, so it's like, and it's also not true that there's zero insight on the weapons. There's tons of no, there's not uh, no, there's oversight. Not, there's tons there's of oversight. There is, there is. It's, not, it's totally inaccurate not, to say zero oversight. But that kind of money. No, not no, enough. Greg, Greg, it's Greg, not Greg, enough Greg, oversight. Greg, the Greg, same Greg, as zero. You, no, you, no, Greg, come on. Greg, Greg, zero. Greg, 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 Greg. When you're sending that kind of money to anybody, you would expect much oversight. If they give that money to Mike Shopley to run his fucking podcast, they want to make sure I'm using that on my podcast and not to fucking go on vacation. So when you're giving so much money, billions and billions of dollars to one country, basically to one person and one country. When we have so many people here who are in poverty and living on the streets, you want I want incredible oversight. I want to know exactly. I want to see printouts of exactly where all that money's going. And we don't have that kind of oversight. And there are even Republicans and people who are giving the money who say we need better oversight. I'm not the only one who's saying we need. You're seeing that you're seeing they want to have legislation now in Congress for this better oversight. And I agree with that. And everyone should agree with that. I think. I'm just saying be accurate with your words. You said zero oversight. That's totally not true. I, I, right? I, you know, when I say zero oversight, I have seen zero as far as when it comes to actual facts and evidence about exactly where the money's going. I haven't seen it. I, I, do, have, have I seen, has CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News shown that? Have we seen that? I haven't seen any of it. So I would like to see, I would like, I, I've seen zero. Personally, I've seen zero and I'm pretty in tune to what's going on. I'm out there, baby. I watch all these networks. I'm on social media. I, I read news stories every day. I do this show. And I have not seen one fucking news story written by the media here showing the oversight, the, the controller oversight of what happened with that, what's going on with that money. It's a lot of money, man. Can you understand that, that people in this country might be a little upset about that much money going to another country when so many people here are struggling? 
You know what? The money going to um, Ukraine amounts to like a rounding error in the entire military budget. It's actually not significant. We certainly have a bloated military military budget. budget. No doubt about that. That's another issue altogether. Greg, thanks for the call. You're always welcome to come on and give your point of view on this. So, Slava Ukraine. Absolutely. I don't know what the hell he just said. William, I'm going to get to you tomorrow. Call tomorrow. We have. This is only Wednesday. We've got two more shows to go. This show, everyone should give themselves a round of applause. This show has gone two and a half hours. It's a record. Usually the show goes about, so this has gone about an hour longer than normal. And I think my record before this was two. So everyone needs to give themselves a round of applause, including myself. But all the callers who called, William called, and Cheech called, and Daniel called, and Gator called, and, and Greg called, and Loki called. And North was here, but North had no patience. North never has any patience for me. So maybe tomorrow's show. But William, if you want to call back tomorrow and, and add on to what Greg said or refute what Greg said, do it. We'll talk more about Ukraine tomorrow. Um, and we'll talk more about the Howard Stern thing, by the way, is the more I read it. And as people have been talking, I've been reading a little bit about it. It's really a nothing. I, I don't know what Howard Stern is trying to say. He's trying to say Kirstie Alley didn't go to the doctor soon enough. Why? Because she was anti-vaccine mandate? She, is he saying she was afraid they were going to stick a vaccine in her arms? First of all, there's no evidence that Kirstie Alley died because she didn't go to the doctor. There's, that's ridiculous. But if Houston really wanted to make a point about this, he'd make the point that many people over the last two and a half, three years didn't go. We know this is a fact, Howard, that people didn't go because they were scared by people like you who were so fearful and so over the top about COVID, and you you made people afraid to go to the doctor. People were afraid to go to the doctor because they thought if they went to a hospital or an ER room or a doctor, they were going to get COVID from people and die of COVID. So they stayed home. They didn't, and, and, and doctors even closed shop. My doctor closed shop for a while. So people didn't get the, the care they needed. And so a lot of people did end up dying of cancer, or their cancer was discovered in stage four instead of stage two. Because they went, they took too long to go. And that's because of the COVID policies, not because of COVID. The virus didn't do that, okay? The COVID policies did that. The people pushing these ridiculous mandates killed people, like Anthony Fauci. Oh, don't get me going, it's too late. But I don't know exactly what Howard Stern was trying to say. He doesn't make much sense anymore anyway. So, but certainly he still makes a lot of money, doesn't he? How about all these people who don't make any sense but make a shitload of money? As opposed to me who makes nothing, it makes total sense. Anyway, I'm sure Greg would agree. Thank you for this groundbreaking show. Groundbreaking. This is a groundbreaking show, people. Uh, I want to remind everyone that this show is on Monday night through Friday night. It starts at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. London time. The name of the show is Unless Be Heard. I'm Mike Achopoli.